It's the Pizza Party Podcast. Who are you people? I am Nolan. I am Keith. We have another person on here. Who are you? Oh, hey, I'm Jim. How's it going? Yeah. Where are you from, Jim? Oh, uh, okay. from, well, I'm in New York, but I'm from, uh, I guess I was in Knock Force, you know. Hopefully people remember, like, actually watching Knock Force, or at least when I mentioned it in the, uh, top 10 animated bands, uh, what would, how would you describe it, that online cartoon of what exactly? Uh, I guess it was just us talking into mics, and then we'd animate our conversations. Yeah. You know? And it just two guys hanging out, having fun. Living the dream. In in magical Brooklyn, you know. I can't ask, like, how, how did it start again? We were just hanging out a lot, and we wanted to work on something. And it took, like, I think it was, like, a year to develop it. And originally it was more like the episode, you know, the one that's episode one. Yeah. It was more like that. And then I think one day Ian was like, hey, maybe we should just try this. Uh, just have us talk because that's funnier <laughs> and just animate and see where that goes. Oh, and that was kind of like, and we just like, I mean, it really was like a year of us. No one knew what we were working on. And then it happened. And I think it was like exactly a year uh, to the day almost that we graduated from college and our course went up because mm-hmm. it was just like we were just spending that year like working you know when we had you know got off from work or whatever we would work on it a couple times a week and then eventually we had music and all this stuff and then it all kind of came out together i don't know was that too long of an answer but <laughs> i guess so it's fine for the next video it's gonna be top 10 uh Worst animated intros. I was going to do Dragon Ball Evolution, but I wanted to get both parts of it done before I upload them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's get into the news. Da, 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 da. Unless someone has anything else to add. Wait, Jim. What's are up? you and Ian really rappers or? No. <laughs> it was really us rapping. I don't know. My rapping skills are gone, but at the time we were like practicing every day. So at the time we were rappers, and that was really us. But I really do love the party song and uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, that one. And also, I didn't release an album. Well, I know they're saved on to one of your tumblers, right? Uh, I put them up on the Dropbox and then put a post on Tumblr. How we because they hadn't been up for four years, and then I re-put them up because people, someone asked me about it, so I was like, okay. Yeah, I'll link people to it in the description here. But let's get into the news. It's a mystery just how we do it. Come along and don't Nancy through it. It's a party and we know we're getting messed up. Why the hell else would you get dressed up? I'm still at this party. If I brought someone else, I'd probably say sorry. Cause these fucking poser boys are hardly party. Bust my sparks at my fly and surprise everybody. The, okay. The director of Food Fight is creating a Tetris movie. <laughs> yes. Wait, really? Yes. Yep. Tetris, the movie by the guy who created Food Fight, one of the worst animated movies ever made. Next to the Top Cat movie. <laughs> we haven't seen the Top Cat movie. Did, did they like, did the people who own Tetris know this or did they, is he just saying this? Well, uh, 
it's that, happening. It's apparently there is a there's a company that's solely dedicated to Tetris, the Tetris company, and they're it's going to be a big sci-fi movie about Tetris. Yeah, I hope one of the Tetris pieces are played by Tyler Perry. And this is basically a big initiative by um, Threshold Animations and Universal to like start making brand movies. So like soon we'll maybe see a Mr. Clean movie or some other kind of brand that's on the store shelves or whatever. Well, maybe- Maybe eventually they'll make a Brand X movie. Oh, dude. You're a, vis- you're a visionary. Generic brand, the movie. You got, like, you got soda, you got beer, all the brands, like, white on black text. That's all you need. Well, I mean, I, they have that Ouija board movie coming out, so I guess you can make a movie out of anything, theoretically. A Lego movie. I, mean, I want Mr. Clean to be voiced by Vin Diesel. I mean, I had doubts when they made a Lego movie, but I don't... What can you do with a Tetris movie and make it sci-fi? All, um, all the ships are blocks, and, like, yeah. once they interlock, they form a giant super ship. Oh, my God. What if, like, the climax is, like, all, like one of the ships has to sacrifice itself by combining with one of the ships to, like, make every one explode? <laughs> it's, oh. just, it's just one block trying to fit in, and he realizes once he fits in, everyone dies. Or it could be like a cube type horror movie, or there's so many different ways you could do. You could do a different type of movie for every Tetris movie, like each, and just keep like give each Tetris, like Tetris give each Tetris shape its own movie. You you got the T movie, you got the L movie, and then the, it ends on the best one, the, the <laughs> long Tetris block movie. Yeah, but I mean, then I would see. But then the worst one is like that weird like uh two block like block where it's like only one of them are connected so it looks like a lightning bolt that's the worst block ever no that's gonna be the that's gonna be the worst movie of all of them all if there was a tetris attacks movie i would see that but not a regular tetris movie i don't know a tetris attacks movie will be like a horror movie (laughs) yeah it's like it's like aliens but with tetris blocks and when like they finally lock the last one in. One of the Tetris blocks goes, I finally got you, you son of a bitch. That's Space Invaders. It's just blocks. It's just those invaders just going side to side and eventually they land. Yeah. Alien Invader movie. In other news, 2015 Cartoon Network's getting Transformers Robots in the Sky, a new Transformers TV show with no Optimus. It's with... Uh, Bumblebee hosting because I guess Optimus died and the visuals are going to be 3D but they're cell shaded. Wait, without Optimus? How, didn't they do that before and it was a huge failure in the 80s? Oh yeah. The one that was after the yeah, the one that was after the movie, movie wasn't uh, the it? cartoon movie. Was that Beast Wars? I don't know what, this was like in the this was way before Beast Wars and it was I think, right? Uh, yeah, before Beast Wars because like after they made that movie uh, they killed off Optimus in the animated movie back in 88 or 89 and and the the the, didn't the toys like plummet in sales yeah well their their whole theory behind it was really flawed because they were like we can't we need to introduce new characters so then the toys would be popular again but it kind of like just helped the descent in toy sales keep going downward because they like took out what was recognizable and everyone was like what the hell is this what's a what is this? And they like weren't interested at all. Seemed like you know, it just it seemed like a good idea at the time. I mean, I yeah, I'm sure in uh, on a corporate meeting they were like really into it. But you let's know. Ki- yeah, like on paper it sounds fine, but then like in execution it's just kind of like well, let's kill off the fucking mascot yeah. of Transformers. 
and then make a cassette tape robot. Yeah. But uh, I know that I know that affected the G.I. Joe animated movie afterwards because they wanted to kill off G.I. Joe or whatever. Duke, the main guy. But they just said oh, yeah, yeah. They, they like shot him, but it, he just fell limp and they said he went into a coma. Oh, yeah. No, it was like afterwards because <laughs> it was. It's all animated towards the end when they're celebrating that they won. Someone just yells out, and Duke's okay. And then they're all like, yeah, Duke's okay too. But it looked like they just did not think it over at all. They didn't all. even show his face was, or like him walking up? Oh, no, not at all. They just they just have someone yelling it, and I don't even think the the mouth uh, was synced up. It's, it's, it's like, pretty pathetic. It's like Sonic X in Chaos where everyone was like, we got all the people out in time when Chaos attacked the oh, city. No. Like at the end, it just says the end, and Duke's okay. That's all it is. <laughs> they could have they could have just had like a weekend at Bernie scene where they're just carrying Duke's dead body around. <laughs> the only thing I know about GI Joe is that there was a movie with Dwayne in it, and also that one kid was hiding in a fridge in one of the PSAs. Oh yeah, those do that. Yeah, that's classic internet. All those parody PSAs. See, I used to I learned real life skills from those PSAs. And then, like, 15 years later, they were, like, m- people were making fun of them. I was like, hey, that's how I learned how to tread water. <laughs> but, you know. Oh, well. That's what happens when you watch too much TV. You're like, oh, I shouldn't go in a refrigerator that's in the middle of nowhere. Good to know. Oh, unless you're being blown up with a nuclear explosion, it's totally okay to go into a fridge. Oh, well, if you're doing that, obviously. They put that in the exception in the PSA. They just cut that out later. <laughs> another news. Another news. Uh, Disney XD is getting a Guardians of the Galaxy animated series, and it, I mean, they show that it, a preview trailer, and it's flash animated, but it looks really amazing. And I think it's Titmouse. I don't know. It looks Titmouse. It's really flashy and like colorful. Hopefully, it's Titmouse. Oh, suck. The designs look pretty good, but doesn't. Disney's pretty in-house with that stuff, so I don't know. I haven't looked at who is doing it. Yeah, probably just Marvel Animation but, Studios or whatever. But uh, I mean, they've gotten a Disney's gotten a little better TV-wise. Yeah. I mean, not like really good, but so and that's the kind of uh, that's like the kind of comic that would work really well for with a cartoon. I you know you'd think at least, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, no. no. No yeah, one just, would have ever thought like something like Guardians of the Galaxy would ever be successful, and it's now like the highest grossing movie I think this year. Maybe yeah. because like the trailer was like the premise was so weird that people had to like, see it. It's, it's got a talking squirrel. I got to see this. Raccoon, damn it! Fuck. Close enough. Don't you make fun of the raccoon husbando man? Come on now. Okay. Other news. DH Media. DHX Media is creating a uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs cartoon, and it's going to be 2D animation. Well, that's good. It's like Chris Miller and Phil Lord are involved, though, right? It's just like... Oh, no, oh, oh wait, no, I mean a, t- a 2D animated TV series. Never mind. But, yeah. like, the, the guys who made the movies aren't involved whatsoever, I don't think. Uh, I don't know. I think they're busy making movies and not working on TV. Yeah, so... Were they involved in the second movie? I think they were. Um, I th- yeah, weren't they? In some regard. I don't think they directed it, though. I mean, I love the first one, and the second one was okay, but the designs were really good in the second one. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame that they're not going to be working as directors on the second Lego movie. <laughs> well, what? They're not? They're producers. No. 
Well, it's one uh, of the guys who helped direct it, who's like a robot chicken guy or something. He was so the it's like, oh, sorry, go on. Yeah, he was. The, no, you're right. I think you're right. The anime. I think he was the animation director of it, and he's just the director. So it was I mean, Chris it could McKay. Work. I think Chris McKay was the name. As I think, I don't quote me on that. Yeah. But if like they're not there, like I don't know, would it be as good? Because they're like. But who knows? I mean, maybe they're not the reason it was good in the first place. Mm. <laughs> well, they, they have a brand of self-awareness to it, so I'm sure that yeah. that was the main reason why a uh, Lego movie was good. Hopefully. Yeah. One of the reasons. Oh, yeah, yeah. no Lego movie coming out with Batman as a star, right? Uh, I mean, I'm sure they're busy working on the next several hundred uh, sequels to 22 Jump Street. Yeah, 23 Jump Street, 24 Jump Street. Yeah. I was surprised they I thought they shot that down at the end of 22 Jump Street, but apparently they're like Sony's like no no, we're going to make as many of these as we possibly can for forever. Why were they going to space? It's going to gonna go on forever. Space school. Oh, that <laughs> reminds me of this uh 80s cartoon that my friend was telling me about. It's called Galaxy High. Apparently like in the first episode this kid screwed up in school. So they decided, like, to launch him into space to go to Galaxy High. What, Incredible. the sequel to Sky High? I, I don't know how hard you have to fuck up just to be sent into orbit from your own school. Well, the 80s were a different time. They used to do that, like, every other week. If you screwed up, they're, like, sending you to space. That's you just know, how it went. We did more. Get the fuck out of here. That was, that was, like, Reagan's whole thing. He just sent everything into space. It just got really old. You know. Wasn't there like Fonzie in space? There was. Uh, I think so. I swear that was a thing. There was. I, I know there was Gilligan's planet. Friday the Thirteenth in space. And Josie and the Pussycats went to space. Anytime your 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 uh your franchise is really ran out of ideas, you send it to space. <laughs> or the future, like a uh, Turtles fast forward. Oh God, yeah, that was the Sonic X of the Turtles career. Like, like the only show that takes place that, that was sent to the future and was actually good was Batman Beyond. Everything else was garbage. <laughs> yeah, well, so it, it always it just becomes like Marvel twenty ninety nine, and then you forget about it in a year. Where else can we do send it to the future, and that's it? Well, didn't wait? Didn't Marvel also do like a noir universe where they like sent um, characters back to the past, and it was like really dark and grim, nineteen thirties, Great Depression no, stuff. Maybe oh, the zombies. Marvel. I found. I was at the comic book store, and I found like uh, Spider Man fourteen ninety or something, where he was like in Victorian times. Incredible. Ooh, Ooh. They'll, they'll put Spider Man anywhere. But uh, last bit of news. Okay, last week I talked about this, but yeah, now it's confirmed that uh, Pendleton Ward, creator of Adventure Time, quits the show because he says, quote, Er, it was driving me nuts. That's it. And, and he says if he's going to make another show, and not right now, he has no interest. He says he's still writing and storyboarding on the show, but prefers to stay at home, eating pizza, working on his own ideas, and playing video games with the lights off and curtains closed. So he's still somewhat involved in the show. Rest in pieces, Pendleton Ward. I gotta wonder, like, what he's gonna do next, or if he, if he's gonna make another cartoon or no. Well, he's got those sweet Adventure Time checks. I don't know why you would. Yeah. You know. Although, like, eventually that'll dry up, and he's like, "I gotta make another cartoon, Bravest Warriors." <laughs> oh wait, no, that's already a cartoon. Oh wait, that's the same thing. It's it's basically fan in space. 
basically. Hmm, not really. I'm, I'm imagining it's going to be like SpongeBob, where it's going to run forever. Yeah, I don't think Ward's going to be the next Matt Gorning. Oh yeah, well they do. They do know each other. I remember at at like Comic Con 2011, I think 2010, uh, Matt Groening appeared on the Adventure Time panel, and he and he said, "When Pendleton Ward was younger, I gave him some great advice, and I don't even remember what the advice was." And it's like, thanks for nothing. <laughs> well, fuck you. Ah, but speaking of oh, uh, Matt Groening, let's get into the. Wait, 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 wait. Actually, I have another news bulletin. Huh. So oh. uh, the Lego movie sequel <laughs> has uh-huh. been pushed back and the release date of the or- the original release date was given to a Lego Batman spinoff in the same universe as the Lego movie. Will Arnett is scheduled to um, return and. It's being written by some dude who did, uh, I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. Some dude. Some oh. dude, yes. So we'll get a Lego Batman movie before we get another Batman movie. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> what? What? Wait, what's the date on that? Is that before Batman vs. Superman? <laughs> yeah, is it, does it tie in with Batman vs. <laughs> Superman? Here, let me see. Lego Batman movie. Oh, I'll, I'll lose my head. There's a, a Lego Justice League movie. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, Batman versus Superman is going to have, like, every single person shoved in at the last second, like, uh, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Aquaman. I mean, surely there, there's room for, like, Lego Batman and all the other versions of Batman. Well, I think, didn't the Lego movie do better than, like, Man of Steel? So maybe that's financially a better idea is to just do Lego Batman yeah. instead of... Like, you know, change the title to Legos Superman versus Lego Batman. Yeah, stop rebooting ba- Batman and just make him Legos. Like, what could go wrong? I mean, you can take him anywhere. Yeah, he's a fucking Lego. Yeah, you can take yeah. him to the to the Mega Bloks world. Take him to the <laughs> Toy Story. He can, he can uh, fight the evil my father's foot when he steps on the Lego. <laughs> oh I mean, as huh. as long as they're making fun of Batman, like the last one. Mm-hmm. It'll work, but if they just like do a goofy Batman, I think we did. We've done that enough. Yeah, you there, know? Was a, it's like, there was a TV special of Lego Batman already, but it was it had no self referentialness to it about it being Legos. It was just Lego Batman. Oh, that's why the Lego Movie worked is that it it was aware that it was Legos, uh, other as opposed to like stuff like Ninjago or something where it's Lego ninjas, but they it's just any other show that happens to visually look like Legos. All right, so I pulled up an article, and it, now Chris McKay is directing the Batman movie instead of the, the Lego movie sequel, and it's being written by the writer of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunters, Seth Graham Smith. Awesome. And, okay, so it's going to be a um, Ninjago movie in September 23rd, 2016. Oh. Uh, Lego Batman is released um, 2017, and then the Lego movie sequel will probably be released in 2018 or something. Oh, wow. They seem like Legos. They make one successful Lego movie, and now they're going to make everything a Lego movie. It's going to be yeah. like the video game thing where they made one, they made Lego Star Wars, and now there's all these other uh, Lego video games. Mm-hmm. Now Roy Lee, Dan Lin, Phil Lord, and Chris Miller, um, in this article, they're quoted as the custodians of the Lego screen brand. Custodians, so they like clean shit up that after they fuck it up or what? Yeah, basically, <laughs> they're like 
going to get the story sawdust to clean up the vomit that <laughs> yeah. these bad movies will make. Phil, Chris, please clean this up. They made they ruined the Lego franchise again. Yeah, so... For a Barnacles movie. So basically, um, if... If these credits are anything, the Lego the Lego franchise is dead. We killed it. Yeah, one successful movie, a billion horrible sequels. Good job, Nolan. Yeah, this this is what you get for wanting to have sex with the Lego with Lego Benny and other guy <laughs> Emmett. I'm still mad we didn't get a Benny spinoff before fucking Batman. Bullshit. Yeah, into space you go. Now let's get. In, I guess <laughs> like yeah, Lego into space and it's a bad fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, for the topic or no? Yep, go for it. Okay, hang on. Okay, so the topic, the topic for this week is crossovers. Does anyone have any favorite crossovers for, like, cartoons or video games or whatever? Nicktoons unite the video Not game. Not that again, no. <laughs> <laughs> you always bring up that terrible game and no one wants to play it. <laughs> I know there was a Lego, no, I mean, Nickelodeon b- baseball, and it has mostly the newer cartoons, except for some reason, uh, Ren and Stimpy are the only classic Nickelodeon characters in that game. Is uh, what's a show that got canceled from Nick? All of them. Uh, I can't think of any Nickelodeon shows. All of them that isn't SpongeBob. Oh right. Was Fanboy and Chum Chum? I think so. I think so. They were in there. I mean, I, I love fa- Fanboy and Chum Chum's visuals. Um, although the intro like already turned me off. It's like, this is the most cringe-inducing thing I've ever watched. I don't want to watch this at all. Is the intro just them saying their title? I, I something like that. But Nolan, what's so great about this L- y- Nicktoons Unite? Tell us again. It was written okay, and that was about it. <laughs> yeah, and you keep you keep wanting to like want me to talk about this thing. Well, I, I haven't met, I haven't asked you to talk about it in like you, months. You said, "Hey, if you if you cover the entire Nicktoons Unite franchise, the entire trilogy." Oh yeah, that I buy I buy a Gotcha Force. Yeah, someone <laughs> please buy me the video game Gotcha Force because I desperately need it, and it's so expensive on eBay. But I think my favorite, well, one of the best co- crossovers would have to be, like, uh, <laughs> The Grim Adventures of uh, Kids Next Door. Anyone remember that? Oh, I hate that. What, what's so bad about uh, that? Everybody was a fucking idiot. Oh, well, well, you Mandy, couldn't tell that was fucking Mandy being number one. This is fucking bullshit. Okay, well, if you remember, uh, I, what, what, I think Billy just called on the phone and said, Hey, Kids Next Door, can you help me out on this problem? And somehow Mandy wandered into, like, the Kids Next Door's moon base, and she took over the entire Kids Next Door. Yeah, that's believable. Yeah, Because the Kids Next Door are, like, naive idiots. Yeah, best character on the show. <sighs> I'm a it big makes, Kids Next Door fan, so... It makes sense, I'm just though, because the Kids Next Door are naive, stupid idiots yeah, who believe anything. Say. They're they're ten years old and uh and Mandy's like the Mary Sue can't goth girl of the group. The one that can't well, lose. Of course, that's why you like her, you dumbass. Uh, it's not my fault. She's the best character on the show. No, wait, no. I think I think the best character on the show is uh uh that spider Jeff. Oh yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Anyone else have a favorite crossover? 
What about you, Joe? Uh, yeah, uh, I, actually, I think the one I liked the most as a kid was uh, Cartoon All-Stars. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> is this a joint? Uh, what's up, Doc? Huh? You're not a cop. What's this? A joint? So what's the big attraction? My is a joint? Well, that's one where, like, when it premiered, I was like, "This is this is serious." All these cartoon characters are getting together to talk about how drugs are evil. Yeah, and, the and then, oh. then when I watch it now, it's like so preachy and horrible. I just can't. I can't even get through it. It's like, oh, it's like, shut up! All they just every time they're like, "Believe in yourself." They say that at least a hundred and fifty times. Like, I think He's- I watched what. I think it'll be funnier if, like, the cartoons were like beating up the kids, saying, "Hey, where's my fucking drug money?" That would be funny. <laughs> like, this is what happens when you take drugs. You hallucinate these cartoon characters coming at you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, who was what cartoons were in there? I don't remember. Like Bugs Bunny, Alf, I think. Alf, uh, Slimer, <laughs> the Muppet Babies. Yeah. In- Only Michelangelo, because the other turtles were getting high somewhere. And, um, <laughs> Michelangelo was the biggest stoner of the group, though. This is a bunch of lies. How did Michelangelo end up there? You think he would be, but that's that's the trick. Is like Donatello's the one who's like inventing new bongs and stuff. The <laughs> Michelangelo, they'd be like, just go get some pizza, man. Leave us alone. You're annoying. And yeah. so then he needed pizza money, so he did cartoon all stars. I assume. Wait, was Shaggy a part of that special? No, no. Sha- it was. I think Garfield, and they threw anybody in. I guess I think. The government was like, you don't have to pay taxes this year if we like if if we're allowed to use your cartoon characters. And they're like, absolutely. I don't like paying taxes. Finally. <laughs> I hope it was I know if Garfield was in there, it was Heathcliff in there. The crossover no, of the century. <laughs> oh man, how come that one hasn't happened? I wanna see Heathcliff and Garfield in the same cartoon. I wanna see Heathcliff fuck up Garfield so badly. Final battle. I think oh. I read that Garfield that Jim Davis didn't even give permission for Garfield to be in there, which I don't know. So I don't know how Garfield got in there. He's just, he's just watching TV one morning. He's like, what the fuck is this? I don't, <laughs> I don't remember this. And they were, they were Jim, remember? Oh yeah. Maybe it's, maybe it's like they sell the Garfield license. So they like own his TV appearances and whatnot. They own his soul now. And they would play They played it on every network on Saturday morning. Like you couldn't escape it that morning. It was like, 11 o'clock or something was on ABC, CBS, Fox, syndicated stations. Wait. And then when you're a kid, they play it. They're like, uh, it's raining. Let's watch Cartoon All-Stars for the fifth time. And didn't what, the what, president what you... open it? Like, didn't... Yeah. The president Bush opened it. And then if you lived in a different country, that prime minister, whoever the head of the government there, would open it instead. Because wow. they sold it worldwide. So there's alternate versions of cartoon all-stars for each individual country. I need to see um, this now. I mean, just the intro. I don't think the rest of it was well, different. Maybe they maybe they reshot, redid scenes with, like, Australian cartoon characters. And they're like, good eye, mate. Don't do drugs or something. They put in obscure cartoons Americans don't know, like Asterix and, <laughs> and Lucky Luke and all those cartoons we don't know about. <laughs> Shark, uh, shark street, street sharks. No, everyone. In America, I, I I can still vaguely remember street sharks. If you see sharks in a fucking tree, you run. You don't fuck that shit. 
every every there was always a a, car, a Ninja Turtles ripoff in the early '90s. And if we're talking about uh, you know sending uh, stuff to outer space, do you think they sent a copy of uh, All Stars to outer space to get like redubbed? I hope to be awesome. I mean, like I know they send like uh, w- one of the Beatles songs out in space, like a signal. Like maybe they're transmitting <laughs> cartoon All Stars in space, so none of the astronauts or any aliens from any other countries like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, aliens from other planets uh, do any drugs. Well, aren't all like TV transmissions go out into space? So somewhere in space, if someone has a TV antenna, they're probably watching Cartoon All Stars right now. Yeah, I mean, how far Whoa. does a TV transmission go? It just keeps going, apparently. I mean, I, I remember that episode of Futurama with a single female lawyer, where apparently a oh yeah, a, a signal from like 1999 is went on to the year 3000 and it, it was still transmitting somewhere so it's like if we go out in space long enough will we find like a channel that airs stuff from like 1995 because i want that like, i think theoretically because that's what i saw the cosmos and they were saying that it just keeps going on and on forever but you know we need to find someone some scientist needs to find that because i or maybe there's someone out there who has t- taped every single TV transmission ever since, like, the VHS was invented. And he's like, hey, you cable. I want to believe that's a thing. Somebody has an entire archive of a, ch- of a single channel every hour of every day. Wow. Maybe it's oh, yeah, Max Hedrum. Maybe Max Hedrum has an archive of that one channel he hijacked. <laughs> Those five seconds oh, he hijacked. Yeah. What other crossovers were good? Oh yeah, I just got reminded by that All Stars that there's no more Saturday morning cartoons. Oh yeah, that's that happened. No more. Okay, another news report that we forgot to talk about: Saturday morning cartoons are dead because uh, the CW's cartoon block that ended, and now unless you have a uh, actual cable, none of the public channels have any uh, cartoons. But that wasn't like the cable stuff is just. They're just playing cartoons because that's what they do. It's not like yeah. it used to be where it was a special block, you know? Yeah, I mean... I don't know. It's it's sad, but if you watch the CW towards the end, it was like nothing to be proud of. It was pretty... <laughs> I mean, all, I mean they, they, all they have now... All, I think all they had on their final run was like reruns of Sonic X, uh, Justice League Unlimited that, were, that was censored, and uh, Yu-Gi-Oh? I don't know. Yeah, Justice League? Unlimited, but it was like a censored version. They cut out a lot of punches and stuff. They had spectacular Spider-Man because I was DVRing that off of Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> that was the only way to watch. Speaking of Sonic, Sonic X is off the airwaves for good now. Rest in peace, shitty Sonic anime. After years of constant reruns, Sonic X's reign of terror ends. And then Sonic Boom is set to premiere November 8th of this year. So That's going to suck too, so... So Sonic will never leave television, ever. He'll always be with us. They're making that Sonic movie now, so I bet they're probably going to maybe stop doing the shows, wouldn't they? Well, theoretically. Maybe it's going to be like a cross-promotion with the movie and the TV series. Well, I guess in the 90s, they had two different cartoon Sonics running simultaneously, so... I don't know why they thought that was a good idea. They, um... Speaking of that movie, though, it, um, we've already talked about it, but it's going to be live action and CG. It's like the blue live blur. action. The blue blur. Oh, uh, <laughs> Jim, have you Jim, have you seen the uh, S- Sonic fan film by Eddie LeBron? 
No, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> Basically, it was this really crummy-looking CGI Sonic who has, like, hair on him. Like, he's already blue, but he has, like, quills of hair on top of him, and it just looks like this brush <laughs> on top of Sonic. And they keep call. They don't call him Sonic. They call him the Blue Blur. The Blue Blur. So yeah, basically. That... Huh, go on. Oh, is that like a rights thing that they oh. call them the, the Blue Blur? It's kind of like one of those things, like the Dark Knight, or yeah, or oh. Man of Steel, where they're trying to be edgy and serious. Yeah. And... yeah. Oh gee, I awesome. hate edgy and serious. Is by uh, Steve Urkel. Oh yeah, he was Steve Urkel. They got Steve Urkel to do the voice again. Yeah, they did. He... for the week. He was good. Yeah. I liked him as the voice. Yeah, I always picture Urkel as the perfect voice of Sonic. I don't. I think Ryan Drummond. <laughs> Get the hell out. Was Was Ryan Drummond the uh, Sonic Adventure? Sonic Adventure. Yeah, Sonic. Oh man, this is happening. Oh yeah, this is happening. Look out! You're gonna crash. Ah. ah. Classic. He gets points for trying. God damn it. Yeah. It's the best voice. Damn, was Sonic in any crossovers to get up to get back on topic? Uh, Sonic well, isn't Sonic he in Smash in... Brothers? Oh yeah, well, Sm- <laughs> yeah, Smash Brothers is the compl- the biggest crossover thing ever, I guess. Does anyone yeah. did anyone place the new Smash Brothers? Because I don't own a 3DS. I've been borrowing them. Yeah, um, I own a 3DS, and I cannot beat 9.0 difficulty on classic mode. <laughs> I did because I'm not a noob. But uh, yeah, some games have like flaws. They have like tiny flaws that like Smash Run sucks. I heard like Little Mac is like the most unbalanced character ever. What? Yeah, because in midair he's total like fucking irredeemable garbage, but then on the ground he's like the best character. So it balances out. <laughs> Kinda. I mean, I remember the first exposure to to Smash Brothers was that old commercial one where they're just frolicking through the uh, the flowery field, and suddenly I think I think Mario just decides to just kick uh, Donkey Kong like. I mean, he started it, and suddenly this is what happened. This is how Smash Brothers started. Yeah, basically, that's the whole origin of the game. If you think about it, though, Mario probably had a lot against Donkey Kong back from the first Donkey Kong game. Oh, so yeah. it was bound to happen that those two are going to fight. Well, I mean, did, I mean, I mean, Mario, I mean, Donkey Kong kidnapped. Uh, no, wait, Paulina, not Peach. And then Mario decides to kidnap Donkey Kong's son, like an asshole. No, he kidnapped. No, he kidnapped Donkey Kong, and then Donkey Kong's son had to save him, and he was trying to kill Donkey Kong's son. Oh right, yeah, well, that's, yeah, that is fucked up. So in reality, no. Mario is a fucking poacher, and he needs to be stopped. These guys are assholes. Mario can hold a grudge like no one. Just ask Luigi. It's, it, he's dark. He's a dark guy. Like, like everyone seems so happy. Like they're bad. Everyone's all bad guys at first, but sometimes we're like, "Hey, you want to go go karting or play tennis together?" And they're they they act like they're fine, but they they. Freaking hate each other. Yeah, they fucking they're pissed off at each other. I mean, they know as soon as Mario has the chance, he's gonna lightning bolt them. Like they so just know it. When the camera like shuts off, they're just like, "Fuck, I hate these people." Let's. I'm going to my trailer. God damn it! Why do I have to work with fucking <laughs> bouncer ball people? Son of a bitch. I'm not sharing a go kart with Wario. 
Fat yeah. fuck. Another crossover Sonic was in was um, in comic books, which Uh-oh. is a Mega Man and Sonic. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, wasn't there like with the Archies? Yeah, and Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Awesome. Wait, Sonic was with Sabrina, the Teenage Witch? Yeah, and a bunch of Image Comics characters. I remember what? when uh, the Punisher decided to visit uh, Riverdale with the Archies. Oh, speaking of that's Archie my favorite crossover. crossover. I want to know the context of why that happened. No, guys, you don't understand. There's going to be an Archie crossover with Predator. What? Oh, I've, heard, I've heard about that. Yeah, they're literally going to let the Predator loose on Riverdale, and they're going to kill all the Archie characters one by one. Wait, are you serious? Is he actually going to kill him? Not fucking joking. I'm so fucking excited. I want to see the Archie characters die. Yes. We already, I love that. We already die. killed Archie once. Like, now, I mean, is there really a Predator uh, crossover with Archie? Please tell me it's true. I'll get the article right now. No, it can't be. Yes. This can't be a thing. I hope so. I like Jim, back me up here, man. <laughs> no, I've, I heard that too. I, I seriously have heard that they're doing an Archie and Predator comic. What are they going to do together? Man, are people Pred- own that character. It's team. Predator just killing all of the Riverdale characters. They are not going to make that a comic. Yes, they are. <laughs> I have the, I have the panel tra- um, transcript right fucking here. They're just going to go like get milkshakes together or whatever Archie does. It's going to be like Scooby-Doo. Wait, Predator, wait, Predator and Archie are going to get milkshakes? That's what yeah. I assume. I mean, what could they possibly do together? Because I would read that comic. That sounds hilarious. Like, <laughs> either either uh, way. Let's see. I can't let's, read, let's read this stupid article and see what the hell they're thinking. <laughs> what, what the... What is this? What even is this? It's it's a it's a live tweeting of the um or a transcript of the panel that they went to. This is our news source. Tweets. Yes. Our tweets. Tweets are fucking news sources. Yes. Hey, it, it, it CNN uses it, so it should be good enough for you, I yeah. guess. It's we're blurring the lines of what is credible news sources, and we're, we're here. It is tweets. Here. You are the credible source. Fine. So does it really say that they're gonna kill each other? Yeah, here, fine. You know what? Here. Too fucking... long didn't read. Come on. Have, like, have this then, fine. From the official Archie website. Dick. Okay, that's a better source. Oh, Archie comics in Dark Horse. Yeah, this is happening. Finally, then... just what I wanted. Well, you know, Dark Horse Dark Horse doesn't have Star Wars anymore, so they've gotta get they've gotta do whatever they can to keep in business. Here. Yeah. They have they have Avatar. <laughs> Here's Archie's <laughs> Archie the stupid waffle haired asshole. <laughs> How's his hair waffled? What's that? Look, mean? look at, the, look at the side of Archie's head. It's kind of like a waffle. He has like a tic tac toe markings. You know, it, it's like his parents like shoved him against a waffle iron when he was a kid, and it just <laughs> like his parents didn't love him. Oh yeah, it is a waffle thing. I mean, kinda, maybe like an ego. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Are there any yeah. other types of of waffles besides egos? Does that look well, like? Homemade. Let's talk about waffles. Yeah. Lego my ego. Wait, wait, wait. Archie met Kiss? Yeah. What the? Uh, she, is, is what, are, you, are you assuming Kiss has some sort of artistic integrity or something? <laughs> no. Oh. But, but please tell me if it's just, is it the whole band Kiss or is it just Gene Simmons? It's the whole band, I'm assuming. Okay, hopefully. Like, otherwise, they just say Archie meets Gene Simmons. What are you, dumb? What are you... It always seems like Gene Simmons is the only member of KISS. 
No, it's him and Paul Stanley are the only two, and then they just replace the other guys every two years or something. What? Ouch. Damn. No, they do. They've, like, had so many members of that band, the, right? The magic's ruined now. The magic of Kiss. Yeah. Like, there was any magic to begin with. <laughs> like, I remember, like, in sixth grade, like, on a field trip, my art teacher said, oh, yeah, Kiss, those guys are a bunch of sellouts. Like, he was just talking about how they were just marketing whores. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like uh, I heard someone once said the famous quote about Kiss is that most bands wanted to be the Beatles, but Kiss wanted to be Coca Cola, and that sums them up pretty perfectly, you know. Yeah, that is them. Because they like made Kiss coffins. They've made Kiss ever like anything they can put their name on, they will do it. Yeah, they're they have no bones about it. They have Kiss the pinball game on PlayStation One. You can play a, a PlayStation One video game based on a pinball machine based on the band. <laughs> but also Gene Simmons is a playable character in a Tony Hawk's Underground. Oh my god. Yeah, you can skate as him and Iron Man in the same game. Yes. Finally a crossover for the kids. Yeah, this is the Tony Hawk had the best crossovers because you got Iron Man, Kiss, and Tony Hawk all in the same game together. Was Whoa. that in canon for Iron? I, I think so, yeah. I'm sure it's canon. I'm sure it's canon with the Tony Hawk franchise, so it's perfect. Because they had, like, a lot of the weirdest uh, bonus characters. They had uh, Spider-Man, Wolverine, Darth Maul, uh, Django Fett, uh, Shrek. They had fucking Shrek in one of the video games, skating. They did like, use the, star, the song All-Star. Oh, disappointingly, they did not use All-Star. What the fuck? No, they had little Lil John, the the main guy from Green Day as a skatable character. Everyone. The main guy from Green Day. Yeah, that's my favorite. So how? Okay, what other crossovers? Because I, I don't know how we got onto this topic. Let's talk about the greatest crossover of them all. The one that combined a real life human and his wacky rabbit sidekick. One of the greatest part animated films of all time. Space Jam, baby! Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got the real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance, do your dance at the Space Jam. Get up and jam. Bug Bunny was so hilarious. It's kind of slam now. It's funny. They still have the Space Jam site from the 90s, I believe, is still up, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, it's although it's kind of disappointing because I I checked, I clicked on the on that website. I'll link I'll link to it below and it says news updates and like there hasn't been a news update. I'm so disappointed. Well, I always wanted a Space Jam 2. But here was my idea for Space Jam 2, is that LeBron James would be the villain, and Michael Jordan and whatever the Looney Tunes were called, and they would have to defeat LeBron James and the evil monsters. That's what I always wanted Space Jam 2 to be, but I don't think that's going to happen. Are you ready to say the best, Michael? The greatest jam of them all. Aren't they really making it a Space Jam 2? No, they keep – There's every time they say there's an announcement about it, the people who own the rights are like, no, that's not true. They always shoot it down. We are not making another one. One was enough, and it was perfect. <laughs> I, was, I remember I had the VHS tape, and it came with a collectible coin, and I still can't find that coin anymore. I mean, it was a movie based on a TV ad. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was just a bunch of commercials of of uh, Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny, and they said, "Hey, turn that into a movie, a full theatrical movie." There were so many T-shirts of that ad. It made so much like everyone had a Bugs Bunny and Marvin the Martian and Michael Jordan shirt in the mid '90s. So like it was gigantic. So they had to do a movie, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if you go to, like, a flea market or something, you'll still find, like, T-shirts with, like, uh, Bugs Bunny and, like, gang attire with the other Looney Tunes and maybe Michael Jordan. so funky fresh. (laughs) I don't know why they didn't turn that into a a TV series where they made the Looney Tunes gang members. I mean, we had Luna gangsters. I mean, lunatics, they they did lunatics. Like, there's no integrity left in the world. They can do anything with the Looney Tunes. Have you seen lunatics, Jim? Oh, it was wait, was that when they were superheroes or something? Yeah, what was that one? They were extreme uh, superheroes. I I tried to forget that, but I have unfortunately seen the lunatics. <laughs> the the only reason that got made is because uh, uh a year before that uh lunatics back in Looney Tunes back in action was made and it bombed and nobody saw it. That was like the spiritual successor to a uh, Space Jam and no one was ready. But they took forever because Space Jam came out in, what, 97 or 96? 95, I think. 95? Yeah. Uh, well, But then Back in Action came out in, like, 2003. So the kids who were in first grade when Space Jam came out were, like, not into seeing that a sequel to that by, like, eighth grade or whenever, however old they were at that point, you know? Yeah, I mean, if someone's, like, into something when they're elementary school, like, around high school, they're like, ugh. But by the time they're in college, then the, then this nostalgia, like, breaks in, and that's when you can cash in on something. Because they had, like, the guy who did Back in Action is uh, Joe Dante, who directed Gremlins, and he's he's a cool director. Like, it, theoretically, that should have been a good movie, but it, the parts I've seen of it were pretty bad. <laughs> I heard terrible things from that thing. But I know they, I think they played all the time on either the Hub or Cartoon Network. That's that's like a Hub movie, if if I've ever heard of one. Oh, oh, all right. As we're recording this, uh, the Hub Channel, today's the final day of the Hub Channel. Tomorrow, it's now Discovery Kids. Wow, that quick? Yep. I mean, I remember the Hub Channel premiering on 10-10-2010, and here we are, celebrating its funeral. Four years later. I need you to play the end of Evangelion's Come Susser Todd for me, just for a little... <laughs> That's Cruel and Angel's thesis, you moron. Close enough. No one, no one's actually seen Evangelion. Wow. All the people on Tumblr who reblog Evangelion gives her a bunch of posers. Yeah, I'm a poser. I mean, look at me. I got, I got Evangelion on N64. What do you people have, huh? Sega Genesis. That's not Evangelion. Uh-huh. That's Sega Genesis, not Close enough. Neon Genesis. Fuck you. Yeah, I bet you don't even have a Sega Genesis. Do you like Evangelion, Jim? Uh, No, I'm like, so I need to watch more Evangelion. I've never watched very much of it. Do you still watch cartoons, Jim? Oh, I watch a lot of cartoons. That's like half of my DVR is watching (laughs) cartoons. If I didn't have a DVR, I wouldn't watch as many they all come on too early but you know i watch pretty much everything well everything that's good what are your favorites right now uh i gravity falls um gumball spectacular spider-man but that's not a new show (laughs) um wait you saved uh, spectacular spider-man on your dvr 
No, I well, I was they were playing the reruns on Saturday morning, and then I just started DVRing them because I liked it, and I was like, um, so that's pretty much how I'm watching it, like old repeats of Spectacular Spider-Man. Um, I've like always watched Adventure Time and regular show since they started. Um, I can't think. Oh, Sanjay and Craig. Uh, people have gotten mad at me for watching Teen Titans Go, so maybe I shouldn't. Everyone's have... pretty mad about that show. People gave me, I've gotten messages that said like it makes me depressed that you watch Teen Titans Go, and I was like sending you that message. I was like, it was an anonymous message. I was just like, oh, okay, it's like a show I watch while I fold my laundry. Sometimes don't get too upset. I mean, let's let's calm down a little. Uh, but you, don't you know, watch the universe. The what? Steven Universe. Um, I'm actually, cause I heard, cause I'm reviewing all of Studio Ghibli right now and yeah. I heard that Future Boy Conan was a big influence. So I was like, well, I'm going to watch Future Boy Conan. So since I have, my DVR is pretty full of other shows, I'm kind of like saving Steven Universe, but I want to watch Steven Universe, you know, it's good. I hear it's really good. I'm like kind of kicking myself because I feel like I'm piling up episodes at this point. But after I watch Future Boy Conan, like as soon as that review goes up, I guess everyone will know I'm probably watching Steven Universe at that point. Mm -hmm. All right. That's a weird reason to give, I guess, but that's my honest reason. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been meaning to like watch uh, the movie Aliens, the the series, then I can play Super Metroid because I'm so fascinated by Super Metroid's ambience that I I need to see the inspiration first. You know, sometimes I think it's better to do that, but, you know, sometimes I can't wait. So we'll, you know, I'm, I'm weird like that. If I, if I can watch the inspiration behind it before I will, just to give me, give myself like that kind of perspective, you know, but, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Okay. So anyone know any other crossovers? Oh, uh, are we going to talk about the family guy thing or should we? All hold right. It? That happened. Oh yeah. The that was family guy. So the family guy in the Simpsons crossover. The family guy Simpsons smash tacular is the best Woo-hoo! crossover <laughs> ever. We did it. What's he doing here? No, no, no. Family guy hit Springfield this Sunday at 9, 8 central on Fox. The death, yeah, that was the death of Fox animation. Well, you know, <laughs> You know what's really weird about the whole thing is when I looked it up, it's not a special. It's an episode of Family Guy. Yeah, it's, t- it's, yeah, it's considered an episode of Family Guy. And like none of the writers of The Simpsons worked on it. It's literally just a Family Guy episode uh, with the characters of The Simpsons in it. Although some a lot of Simpsons fans hated it, but I'm sure like Matt Groening is rolling over in his bank account right now. No, he was fine with it from what I read. He was like... Him and Seth MacFarlane were both. Well, I mean, Seth MacFarlane, of course, was okay with it. Though. Well, I'm sure they gave him enough money, and it's like, here, here, Matt, here's a bunch of money. It's really strange because he was so against the credit crossover, and yet, yeah, that's he wouldn't even be credited in that. Yeah, but yeah, he, yeah, he refused credit, and like now, all of a sudden, he's totally okay with it. I, I just feel like the integrity of The Simpsons is gone, so he just doesn't give a shit anymore. I want to believe that he was forced to do it because I'm pretty sure, like, South Park said that they got, like, a basket, a fruitcase or something because uh, the, when they made fun of a uh, family guy saying thank you so much for making this. Yeah, what happened was oh, uh, wow. so- South Park made an episode making fun of Family Guy and uh, and the Simpsons crew sent over a basket of, like, fruitcakes or whatever to S- South Park and saying thank you for whatever. I think it was King of the Hill, too. They sent it, too. 
Yeah, but let me explain the Critic crossover. Back in, like, the 90s, there was a sh- another show called The Critic about... Uh, Jay Sherman, The Critic. What's the voice? Uh, John Lovitz. John Lovitz. Yeah, John Lovitz, that guy from uh, The Benchwarmers, the rich guy. <laughs> Which, that's all I know him from. Oh, really? <laughs> Before my generation, I guess. He was that... Oh, okay. He was that father in uh, Rat Race uh, on Saturday Night Live, also, I think. And he was he did voices on The Simpsons, also. Oh, yeah. But what happened was, is that it was a show on, I think, either ABC first or Fox, and it didn't do well. So they sent it to Fox, I guess. And as a cross-promotion, they, they told Matt Groening, hey, we want to have a crossover between The Simpsons and The Critic. Can you do that? And he's like, I don't want any part of this. And Matt Groening was so furious that he was like, I don't want my show becoming an advertisement for The Critic. And he, it got to a point where he's not even in the credits to the episode, nor the audio commentary in the DVD commentaries. Wow. Yeah, it, it's funny because I I re I saw that one recently, and it's other like the Family Guy Simpsons one is mainly about just those people meeting. That's like what the whole episode is about. So it's really boring. But the critic one has this whole film festival plot that's really funny. And it's really not just about the critic meeting the Simpsons. It's like about a whole bunch of other stuff. So it was like, I think the critic Simpsons one might be my favorite because it's pretty, it's like a funny episode and it organically works. You know, there's a reason Jay Sherman's there. Like the family guy Simpsons one is, ugh. but the, the critic Simpsons one is like really funny. Like that Barney short film is hilarious. <laughs> oh, I, I prefer that. Uh, what's called old man gets hit by football. <laughs> oh Yeah. Hans Mole Man Productions presents Man Getting Hit by Football. <laughs> this contest is over. Give that man the $10,000. But, I mean, it, yeah, you're right. It is organic. Because when I saw it when I was younger, I didn't know The Critic was a TV show. So it just fit. I didn't know The Critic was a show until way later when I was at Walmart and I saw on the DVD sh- shelf, like, The Critic on DVD. And I was like, what is, is that, isn't that that guy from The Simpsons? And I was so confused. Oh, wait, before we get to the Family Guy Simpsons crossover, there was another Simpsons crossover with the uh, X-Files. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Everyone forgets about that episode. Yep. Aliens. Yeah, the one where, uh, Homer, where Homer decides to walk out into the forest for some reason, and he just sees an alien, and he contacts the people from the X-Files to help him out. That one was a, a better one, too. Anyone have anything to say about that episode? Am I the only one who liked it? I, I don't remember it. I remember seeing it a long time ago, but I barely remember anything of it. I remember it was really funny, though. Yeah. And that it was Mr. Burns, wasn't it? Who was the- yeah, it was... It was Mr. Burns, and Mr. Burns as an alien, he was saying, I bring you love. And Lenny says, he's bringing us love. Let's kill him. (laughs) (laughs) It was also when The Simpsons was, like, pretty, you know, was really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas, like, like season nine. Yeah. It's, like, not like The Simpsons now. (laughs) Yeah, although what I liked about the episode is... The early part of the episode, it was very uh, ambient. There was It was just the characters saying what they're going to do after Friday, and it was it was no music. I just like the ambience of that episode. Mm-hmm. It's hard to explain. And, and also, it, it oh, yeah, it did, it did cameo Donkey Kong in that episode. Yeah. That's one where, like, people are like, Donkey Kong, you're just not the same anymore. And then threw the barrel at him, and he's like, he's still got it. Yeah. <laughs> 
well, I don't know what, what time. I don't know when exactly that came out. Like, was that before or after the Super Nintendo games? I think it was during, if yeah. memory serves right. I mean, I mean, Donkey Kong basically disappeared off the face of the earth before Donkey Kong Country came out. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, let's talk about the stupid Simpsons uh, Family Guy crossover. What did you all think of it? I know why it didn't work is, well, it didn't work because, like, the characters are too kind of similar in everything, and it's not really interesting. I think crossover work when the two series are, like, completely different from each other. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, because I, I, I've i talked multiple times on this show how much I hate pretty much anything Seth MacFarlane makes, so... <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I thought it was enjoyable, but I still feel like a lot of the fam- the Family Guy parts were just too, just, it's that typical tries hard to be offensive for the sake of being offensive without actually having a joke. Like when they just have Peter run over and he's just a, a pile of guts. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, family Guy, with, with that episode, they just, it was too Family Guy. Like if it had been a real marriage of the two shows, but it was just... I don't think anyone really wanted to watch a Family Guy episode with The Simpsons in it. They wanted to watch a real marriage of the two. And they didn't do that at all. They just wanted to have, you know. I think the the closest thing they had to that was the Megan-Lisa subplot. Yeah, that was maybe the best subplot of of all of them. Because the Bart Bart Stewie one was weird and the Homer-Peter one. Whatever, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people people were saying like how, they were comp- they were saying how the uh, Lisa and Meg parts it, it showed that the difference between Family Guy and Simpsons that Simpsons you actually care about the characters and Family Guy is just being cruel for the sake of being cruel. Yeah, yeah. yeah which which I guess is fine. I mean, as much as I harp on Family Guy, I also kind of find it annoying that like oh you have to care about characters and shit, but like just do it in a way that's funny because Family Guy doesn't do it funny. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it does, but then other times, it's like, wow, that's too far. Yeah, about it, that scene that made like the Simpsons not feel like the Simpsons when, when uh, Peter says, "Shut up, Meg. No one cares about you." Why didn't Homer or anyone say anything like the Simpsons side? Yeah, I was. I, I mean, feel like it made more sense if Homer stepped in for that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was probably like a pacing thing. Like it just would have totally put the show to a halt, but. Because we have two more, we have too many important things to do. Yuck! But uh, I did like the the courtroom scene. Basically, what happened was, if no one watched it, is uh, Homer and Homer and Peter argue over which beer is better, Duff or whatever Peter drinks. Peter beer. And uh, and they say, hey, Duff beer is just a replace, just this my beer, but only with a different label or the other way around. And it just becomes this big self aware uh, discussion of like. The Simpsons beer is gotten stale, and uh, the Family Guy beer is is just a gener- a cheap knockoff of it, and it's just this self aware parody. But I love the celebrity cameo in that. Did didn't uh, Yuka Joe make a parody of that with the beer too? You remember that? There was an animation of a uh, Yukino by Yukino Joe, and uh, <laughs> look it up. Of the Simpsons meet the Family Guy, and was that what happened? Like there was already a beer comparison. Yeah, there's like uh, Peter was like. Uh... Here, try my beer. And then Homer drunk it, and he was like, it's all right. It's, and then he said, it's lukewarm at best. It's kind of, it's kind of tastes like my beer. And then they got mad at each other, and they started fighting. Wow, so he, predict the, he predicted a major part, a major plot element in uh, the Simpsons Family Guy crossover. Same show! Same show! Me wife? 
You wife, me family, you family. That whole self, you know, uh, family guy talking about how they said they said that how uh, Peter was talking about how uh, if it would have been 13 years ago, he would have quoted what had happened with him to his friends and not stopped talking about what happened to him in Springfield. And there are too many moments like that. I wish they had just like made it like it, it made me feel like family guys really insecure about the Simpsons. Like they really think they should be the top cartoon show or something. Oh, there's, oh, yeah, that reminds me. They keep, I think Seth MacFarlane keeps like hammering in saying, Hey, we didn't win any Oscars or something. Or, or the Emmys. Yeah. Emmys. Yeah. Cause oh. like there was in that, mo- in that, uh, one of the scenes, Homer and Peter are fighting and, uh, and Homer opens up a, what's it called? One of those it was, things. It was, it was just like a closet opened up and there were just tons and tons of Emmys and he started throwing them at Peter. It was like, I think, you know, when I was watching it, I was thinking like, you know, the funny thing is, is the show, the primetime show that is kind of the successor to the Simpsons is really like South Park, not family guy. Cause yeah, South Park's exactly. won Emmys and Trey Parker and Matt Stone have done, have gotten all the respectability that Seth MacFarlane wants, but they're not like, big attention whores like Seth MacFarlane is. So I feel like that would have probably made a lot more sense as South Park Simpsons one, but South Park would never do that. So I said yesterday, I think. Yeah. And and the scene with the, I mean, and with that scene with all those Emmys, Peter says, Hey, I never got any of those. And there was another thing like a while back, uh, they sent out like, I guess, press copies of Family Guy to the press for Emmy considerations. And on the card, it shows Stewie looking at an empty trophy case and saying something about how he's not, it's really starting to hurt our morale that we don't have any Emmys. It's like, it just at this point, it feels like Seth MacFarlane's begging for some Emmys. Like, please, <laughs> I have all this money, but I want some Emmys, please. Well, maybe if you had some talent and you hack... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just I really hate Seth MacFarlane with a burning passion. Please give me some Emmys. I'm so alone. All I mean, I, is my money. Yeah, isn't he, it's a hugely successful show. He should be happy. And the Emmys are kind of dumb anyway. So who cares? You know. I don't know. But I think so, it's just Seth MacFarlane being desperate about this stuff. But hey, the Simpsons are going to do another crossover soon. Futurama. Yeah, one with Futurama and one with their past selves. If, if they do it with their past selves, are they going to finally release a DVD of all the Tracy Allman shorts? Because that's what I would really like. I really hope so, yeah, because that's the only thing that's not released, except for maybe some shorts that are on a few DVDs that are scattered about, but no co- actual collection of the Tracy Allman shorts. Or like do a marathon on FXX or something. That would be cool, but I'm sure they won't. They might, maybe it's a rights thing. I don't know. Is is there like, oh well, actually, yeah. That I was thinking about that the other day while while I was at the gym. Like, The Simpsons, the one of the most successful shows on TV, The Simpsons, is a spinoff. Like, I I don't know why, but that always just kind of like struck me as a really weird thing. Oh yeah, it, I keep forgetting it is a spinoff of that. But- yeah, maybe FXX should tr- do another Every Simpsons Ever marathon, this time with the Tracy Ullman shorts, and shove in anything else Simpsons-related. All the peanut butter commercials, a Let's Play of the video games, every single video game. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Nostalgia Critic Let's Play Bart's Nightmare, dude! Oh, no, please, no. And also <laughs> also footage of the of the Thanksgiving float of Bart Sim Sim, whatever they can find, like... <laughs> 
<laughs> how to draw Homer Simpson, how to draw the Simpsons. Literally every single thing ever and just shove it in there. Are they doing like a Treehouse of Horror marathon around hmm. Halloween or have they announced that? I'm sure that? they are. Yeah, I'm sure they are going to do that because they've been having every night like a whole bunch of Simpsons episode playing and I'm sure they're going to do that. I mean, other than the terrible aspect ratio, I kind of like when they do marathons like Bart Gets a Job or just crusty episodes or anything like that has been, I don't know, it's it's kind of nice. It's like, oh, cool, a little marathon of just this one character or something. Yeah. Although, uh, yeah, that aspect ratio thing, they, how they cropped out uh, some of the episodes. Okay, for anyone not knowing... Uh, when they played this every Simpsons ever marathon, a lot of the episodes of the Simpsons were cropped out to fit uh, widescreen footage. They were either cropped out and or some scenes they were stretched and it looked so obvious and it really uh, hurt the presentation of it. Well, they like stretched it out and then they cropped the top and bottom off. Yeah, it all looked like a it, it, sometimes it just looked like a disaster. I heard they cut visual jokes that wouldn't work when they crop when they messed with it aspect ratio wise. But I don't know. I, I don't have any evidence of that. Well, I, I was there seeing it, and some of them, they were mostly preserved, but with the... If it's something like it was being panned across a uh, screen, sometimes the jokes went by too fast because they were being... Because uh, the camera was swooping, and they had a even shorter camera. I can't even explain it. They actually... I noticed that in other channels that syndicate The Simpsons, they had already been doing that for the last couple of years, like stretching it out and cropping off the top, top and bottom. So at first, when I watched the marathon, I actually thought they restored it and it looked better because that's the way I've been watching it for a while. And then when someone explained it to me, I went, oh, I get it. But for they, they have been doing that in syndicated Simpsons for like at least two years. It's just nobody noticed until the Every Simpsons Ever marathon. Yeah, I don't know when exactly they started doing the widescreen thing. Anyone have anything nice to say about the Family Guy Simpsons crossover? The car wash? Oh, that scene with the car wash. That was... That I don't happened. Who, Whoever's idea of that, I hope... They're in a lot of therapy or something. That was just like, just really disturbing. And uh, when I first watched it, I turned it off and I was like, I think, I think I'm done. I can't, I can't do this anymore. No way. It was horrific. I mean, I don't. What was the point of that? Just to be like, oh, look how offensive this is. I guess it's because it's Family Guy writers, not Simpson writers. So. Yeah, that's the thing. It, it yeah. was shock, basically. That's they had to waste time for that. How long was it? It's an hour. Yeah, they had to waste time for an hour. I have to wonder what would happen if it was a, a crossover with the Simpsons writer writing this. Oh, well, it probably has, but... it'll probably have like the Simpsons versus Family Guy. The, those they, guys, they, had, like... they left the window open like a Simpsons writer said, you know, maybe in like another 10 years we'll do the opposite. But then at the end of the special... The, the characters in Family Guy said, oh, I don't think that they'll never come to Quahog. Like, that'll never happen. So who knows? I kind of wanted a critic joke <laughs> based on their other like like how in the critic uh, spinoff Bart's watching the Flintstones meet the Jetsons and they make that whole joke of it. They never I thought they would do like at least reference that joke, but reference like the thing with the gorge, which was like, OK, that's a weird episode to reference right then. Well, they references like in the movie also that gorge episode. Oh yeah, that's true. I I, I actually like that joke <laughs> where Peter said oh, we're gonna make it, and Homer says, "Trust me, we're not." 
<laughs> no, that was all right. It just didn't. It was kind of like I was. I guess I was kind of hoping for a Flintstones meet the Jetsons joke, but they just. I guess they're like, oh, we shouldn't do that. I mean, they referenced Bob Bur- Bob's Burgers, and they yeah. they insulted Bob's Burgers, saying, "Why do we have to like drag this guy along? He he can't fly on his own." Yeah, Isn't Bob's Burgers doing better than both of them. It would be funny if Bob Burgers like pull out their Emmy in front of Peter, and Peter just start crying. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's another thing. Yeah. I think Bob's Burgers just has the respectability that Family Guy doesn't get. So Maybe in 10 years if, if Bob's Burgers is still running, you know? They'll probably have a shit ton of Emmys and stuff, and Family Guy still will have that one pity Emmy. I mean, they should have, like, might, they might as well just, like, cross over with, like, Alan Gregory or uh, shit, Sit Down and Shut Up and all those oh, other shows God. nobody remembers. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> Okay. It's weird as shit. Well, hey, other oh, crossovers. We, unless, huh? Oh, oh, should we talk about the Flintstones meet the Jetsons? Or? We'll return with the Jetsons meet the Flintstones on Cartoon Network's Cartoon Theater. <laughs> yeah, I can still barely remember that. Same. So when that aired... I, I really remember being like four or five and being like, no, mom, dad, this is a big deal. The Flintstones are meeting the Jetsons. Like, I don't care what's going on in the real world. I have to watch this momentous occasion of the Flintstones meeting the Jetsons. And I tried to watch it recently, and it's like it's really awful. But I will say the one thing that's good about that is they try to have different plots for both the shows. So it's like you're watching two at once kind of. And it's like that, it, it works a little better, but it's, it's an hour and a half long. It's, whoa. You know, I guess when I was a kid, I had a longer attention span, maybe. I don't know. It's like it finally happened, the crossover of the century. I mean, I don't think anyone in the 90s had that. We never had Digimon meets Pokemon. Fucking we had shit. Ace Ventura meets The Mask, but that yeah, was I was watching that earlier today. What? Yeah, there was a cartoon of Ace Ventura and The Mask. Oh, and also Dumb and Dumber. That had a cartoon, too. But Dumb and Dumber didn't... I always thought that was kind of a letdown. How come Dumb and Dumber didn't get in there, too, and it had a multi-Jim Carrey crossover cartoon event? Wasn't that a Cartoon Network show, Dumb and Dumber? I thought it was CBS, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it was syndicated on uh, Cartoon Network? I remember seeing it on Mexican Cartoon Network, and I know it had the exact visual style of Cow and Chicken. Now, for, back to uh, the Flintstones meets the Jetsons. Because I think that was, like, the the first major one. But all I remember is, like, uh, they give uh, Fred a jetpack, and he somehow he's trying to impress his boss by wrestling with pigs. I think that's what happened. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I can't remember it. I actually, I tried to watch it last night, and I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was like, I saw them meet each other, and then it was like, and I'm out. It was like, like, I couldn't get any further. Because it's just really... Well, did the Jetsons have a time machine? No, uh, Elroy had a time machine, which I don't know why they're letting kids make time machines. That's really irresponsible. You know, <laughs> what about the time-space continuum? Like, what about that, guys? It was for class. It was for his school. He had to make one. But it's like, why are you assigning that to kids? Oh, this is just normal in the future? I get. See, that's the other thing. They don't act like it's normal. You know, but I, I did read it was the last time most of the original voice casts were all together. And then after that, I think Mel Blanc died and a bunch of the other people died or retired. So that was the last time you got to hear, hear a lot of the original voices was the Flintstones meet the Jetsons. 
Oh, yeah. And there is that theory that the Jetsons are just like living above the Flintstones home and the Flintstones are just a bunch of poor people. <laughs> I want to believe that's the thing. Like it's a like it's a dystopian like universe, theory. like future or something. Yeah, all the poor you live in the Flintstones. Got got money, you live with the Jetsons. I always thought that it's the, underneath the Jetsons, it was so polluted, like in the Jetsons movie. Like they always kept like going up and up through the sky. But I always imagined when I was a kid, eventually the Jetsons, like they'd just be in space because the earth would be so polluted or something, you know, but because it's supposed to be smog under there, right? According to the Jetsons movie, which was an environmental uh, message movie, as I recall. That reminds me, you know, Harvey Birdman, attorney at law, they just opened up with like the Jetsons trying to raise up their house. And since their houses are those tower things and it was like raining and it was flooding and like they reached the maximum they could go and it, and the water was still rising. <laughs> so some of them drowned, I think. And that's why they were trying to sue the company that made those houses. Oh, really? I forget that one. Yeah. I forgot Harvey Birdman was a huge crossover. They used Hanna Barbera did a lot of crossovers like Laugh Olympics and the Scooby Doo movies. Like they they crossed over all the time. I mean, I think the most notorious one was the uh, Harlem Globetrotters. Oh yeah. But then then the then the Globetrotters appeared on Futurama, but it's not really the Globetrotters. It's just the Globetrotters are a team that just constantly gets rotated, so it's never the I same people. I think I saw the Globetrotters at this um, basketball game and I was like and they were like doing these jokes like how instead of wanting to um, do basketball, they wanted to play football. And it was like a big sketch. So and I was like, come on, I, I want to see some fucking basketball tricks. <laughs> the best the best Harlem Globetrotters joke was the one where Krusty bet on the Washington Senators <laughs> and kept getting mad. It was like, he's dribbling the ball right in front of you. Come on. <laughs> like, who, because there's that lore in – I've never seen a Harlem Globetrotters game, but I know supposedly in Harlem Globetrotters lore, the other team won once. And I've always wanted someone to make that game because I think that's really funny. That there's like one time the Harlem Globetrotters lost, right? I don't know. If there's a Harlem Globetrotters fan listening and wants to debunk this theory I have, I, I'm fine with that because I've never seen them. I just like them because I think it's funny that – I don't know. I, mean, they gotta be I, like, I should see them. That, that's kind of like a Glass Joe from Punch-Out. Like, apparently one person lost to Glass Joe, and so, he's still out there in shame. <laughs> he's dead. Yeah. I would probably lose to Glass Joe. <laughs> I mean, oh, there was footage of, like, Mike Tyson playing uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out for the first time ever, and he could barely beat Glass Joe. It would have been funny if he lost to Glass Joe, and that answers our question. He was the one. He was the one that lost. You can't win, Mike Tyson. The video game realm is not for you. <laughs> like There was that footage recently. Pierce Brosnan was on Jimmy Fallon, and they had him play Goldeneye, and he couldn't play it. And I was like, wow, that's, that's interesting. That ruins your dreams. He just collected the checks. He didn't. <laughs> if he got checked. Dude, if, if I was in a video game, I'd play the shit out of it. Yeah, wouldn't you want to play it? I would want to play it. Like, I guess I guess if you're not a gamer, though, then. Well, yeah. I mean, he, Pierce Brodson's like an old... It's like a grown man. He doesn't care about video games. Yeah. I, he looked a little, like, confused that it was a video game, what to be honest. What the fuck is an N64 controller? Is this a, a letter 3? I think he thought they like were going to watch Gold. What the hell? 
Because if you were to give someone a Nintendo 64 controller when they never seen it, what would they assume from this thing? It, it is pretty. It's, it is a terrible controller. I don't. Yeah, in, re- in retrospect, that controller nice. is pretty stupid. I don't, yeah, I don't even care if I piss off any Nintendo fanboys. Just it's garbage. I, mean, I love Nintendo 64, but that controller is the worst controller. One of the worst controllers I've ever seen. I feel like. I mean. It- in the late 90s, everyone forgot about what good design was. It was like, I don't know what was going on with the air, but everyone just forgot about that until like the mid-2000s or something. Yeah, I mean, I remember my dad, like I was giving the controller to my dad so we can play Mario Kart together, and he would grab the left, he would put his hands on opposite sides of the uh, handles of the of the uh, N64 controller, and he would reach his thumb out to the centerpiece trying to control the car. He doesn't know how to hold this. Like, how the fuck do I control this shit? It was so, such a horrible design, but the GameCube fixed everything, mostly. Um, the GameCube's too small for me. Must be my, gig- my gigantic yaoi hands. One thing I hate about the GameCube is why is there only one Z button on the side? Why not just make them two so they're symmetrical? Yeah, Z1, Z2. Yeah, that would have been better. Oh, well. Yeah, what other crossovers are we talking about? We're talking about crossovers? Um, yeah. Hey, remember when the Ninja Turtles crossed over with themselves in different incarnations? was i like that movie i have to admit. turtles forever what when, when i saw i i keep telling people about that i'm like no they went into the comics with the 90s cartoon and the new cartoon and it was like you gotta believe me i wasn't even a turtles fan and i saw that and i was like damn this is great it's a real thing you gotta believe me there's turtles on the wing of the plane come on i mean it was it was better than the new live action movie i can say that with a lot of confidence <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean the live action movie was was bad it was okay i thought it was fun but it was a lot of stupid things in it like there's a freaking mountain right next to new york oh yeah that well there are mountains in upstate so <laughs> I mean, like when they were trying to get from the mountain to New York, they just take the sewer. Like, I guess it just slides them back into uh, middle Manhattan. In that Turtles Forever, it's like totally. I, I've told people about that who are just a little bit turtle fanboys and they've been into it. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. like it was with the 2003 series, the 89 series. Uh, I think also the with the Mirage comics. And what was there anything else? I think by the end, there were like at least 12 turtles. So I think there's another one. Right? No, wait, that, that math doesn't work. That episode was a perfect Why crossover yeah. with the live-action TV series, The Next Mutation? Come on now. Oh, no. Not that oh, well, they, not the oh, that crossed over with Power Rangers. Yeah, right? it did. That cro- oh. Yeah, that's like crossing over the 80s and 90s together. 80s versus 90s. Who will wasn't, win? It like the, wasn't it like Power Rangers Turbo that was the second generation? Something like that. It's mm. like it's like the second it's like the worst generation of each. Like, does anyone really want to have Turtles the Next Mutation with tur- with Power Rangers Turbo of all things? Well, didn't the Power Rangers crossover with like VR Troopers and the 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 something else? Beetle, the Beetleborgs, Beetle- I think. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if they actually did that. <laughs> all their knockoffs, all the versions of their knockoffs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles should have crossover with uh, Street Sharks. 
Yeah, how did that happen? That'd be awesome. What about why didn't the Transformers um, cross over with the Transformers with the fucking Rock or whatever? The the Rock Lords. No, they did. Have, those guys have a crossover. It was the, the GoBots meets the Rock Lords. You can imagine a Rock Lord world where the forces of good and evil are fighting to survive, each sold separately. Rock Lords, rocks that come alive. Rock Lords, fighting to survive. Living rocks with strength and might. Rising up to crash and fight. Rock Lords, powerful living rocks. Rock Lords, rock vehicles, rock gnarlies, and rockosaurs, each sold separately. New from Tonka. <laughs> the two rip both together and long lasts. Mattel owns the GoBots now. So they could actually do a Transformers GoBots thing. No one wants a, a Transformers GoBots crossover ever. No one. No, I'm surprised another movie studio didn't go, oh, Transformers, those always make a ton of money. Why don't we make a GoBots film franchise? But I guess since Mattel owns both, since Mattel owns both they're like, no, we're not going to let a competing franchise to our amazing Transformers movies. I'm disappointed they never made the uh, Transformers that turn into buildings like uh, in Tom Hanks's big. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be the perfect disguise. Well, yeah, but didn't Tom Hanks not like those toys in the movie? We have him to think like he was the one who stopped the uh, building bots. I bet they were literally in the corporate meeting in Mattel. They were like, no, these building Transformers are going to be huge. And then they're like, now let's go see big tonight. And then they left the theater, like, shaking their heads, like, God damn it. Fucking Tom Hanks, man. Fuck you, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Stop throwing our fucking ideas. <laughs> Tom Hanks ruins everything. Like, they're just sitting around like, man, Forrest Gump just took away at least $20 million from my pocket. <laughs> They'll listen to Tom Hanks before they listen to us. This is a waste. They have a burning hatred for Tom Hanks. Like, they have Tom Hanks' picture in their company wall. They, like, do a... Uh... Dark boards at it. Yeah. No, yeah. They, throw, they throw the actual dark boards at him. <laughs> like they were, they refused to see Tom Hanks, but like they, Big was the last Tom Hanks movie they saw. They're like, I'm not, we're not going away. We're not going to see any, like Castaway, Toy Story, nothing. They like refused to see them after their amazing building transformer idea was shot down. <laughs> you want to put the, the building bots in Toy Story? No, thank you. No. Nope. They're like, if if Hanks is there, I walk. Yeah. I don't care. This place ain't big enough for the both of us. I thought we were talking about good crossovers. I don't know. Wherever it's going, somewhere. I guess the Avengers is technically a crossover. Oh yeah. The Timmy Jimmy Power Hour. Yeah, <laughs> let me talk about let me talk about the Avengers, because it's like who would have ever thought they would have a crossover that was built up over several movies like that ever? I know like, it was exciting. I know, it was I mean, like, exciting, it's, yeah. It just started out with Iron Man, like at the very end of Iron Man, Nick Fury says, hey, do you want to join the Avengers? Okay. And that's how, and if Iron Man failed, that entire series could have never happened. Yeah, and then the Iron Man movies just got consistently worse over time. That's, I like yeah. Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 was better than 2, but neither of them are as good as 1. Yeah. Although uh, at least Iron Man 2 had uh, action scenes directed by Gandhi Tartakovsky, creator of Samurai Jack. Yeah, that's why I like it better. That was like the one thing too. Like it was just the end fight with all the different robots, right? Yeah, all those people are dead, but hey, it looked cool. You I mean, know, I, I wish they had like actually gotten him to just like let him design 
the robots because they weren't his design. It was just his like blocking and shots and stuff. Yeah. But uh, I know I, I actually heard apparently uh, in the first Iron Man movie, Gandy Tartakovsky's animation team, the Orphanage Studio, they're the ones who uh, did the that those face mapping things for Iron Man one. You know, when when, when you see the inside shot of the Iron Man suit and Tony Stark's face is covered in all these technological stuff. That's the same stuff that was used for Symbionic Titan. Really? Yeah, I mean, because oh. they, they did both for Iron Man and Symbionic Titan, so I assume they recycled some things from there. Hmm. Just Wait, modified it to look more Titan-ish. Isn't, weren't you saying in the last podcast, Symbiotic Titan, they, like, won't let it air anymore, ever? Yeah, yeah they got written right off. off. Like, they won't put it on, like, Netflix or something, just nothing? They can't... Pl- I mean, I'm sure it's on iTunes, but they cannot play it on TV anymore. None of the No Adult Swim or Boomerang or Cartoon Network anymore. I mean, you'd think uh, they'd put it on Netflix because they have that deal in place already. Yeah, but, I don't know why. Because it was guess, a cool show. I mean, it was. I, know. You know, I think that's why Gendy left for Sony, is that <laughs> they wouldn't do it. Well, now he has to direct Hotel Transylvania movies, so I guess and, that did. And Popeye. Yeah. Well, Popeye, I'm excited for Popeye, Popeye, though. Yeah, it looks good. But then it's like the worst part about watching that Popeye footage because I've been excited for the Popeye movie for a while. And then I watch it and right before he goes, I'm currently working on Hotel Transylvania 2. But after that, I'm like, oh, man, that's Get back here. Why'd you say that? Like, that was the only reason I saw Hotel Transylvania. I was like, well, if this is a hit, Gendy can do whatever he wants after that. And then it turns out that's not really true. He's going to have to do Hotel Transylvania 7. And, you know. <laughs> it's never going to end. It's, it's that, just it's that rolling up the, the rock up the hill and it falls down the other hill, whatever that was. It's really disappointing. I always thought, like, Pixar would buy him up or something. But I guess Sony wanted him. So Yeah, and also Sony has Lauren Faust uh, doing a Medusa movie. Oh, really? My Little Pony. The new series. Yeah. So they're just getting, like, whoever's from Cartoon Network. Like, eventually, I'm guessing, like, I don't know, maybe the Van Partable. I'm hoping Van Partable, the creator of Johnny Bravo, is going to do a cartoon. I mean, if there. if you don't get with Pixar, you probably don't want to sign with DreamWorks because they don't really treat people that. Like, their directors don't seem to have as much freedom. Oh, uh, with Sony. Oh, what? oh yeah, Dream. well, Dream, okay. Hotel Transylvania is Sony Pictures. No, no, I, I know it's Sony. I'm saying, like, DreamWorks... I feel like they don't give their directors a lot of control. They like it's pretty corporate, it seems. Mm-hmm. And oh. like Sony, it seems like they kind of leave leave you alone. So maybe that's why they're going over there. Yeah. Or, Which or, is you strange know, because their productions kind of well, their movies kind of suck. No, yeah, they're they're very mixed. I, Hotel Transylvania, I don't like totally hate, but it was kind of like eh. It's I don't know I never really fall in love with any of their animated. Well, is Lego Movie Sony right? Uh, Sony I think. Or is it Warner? No, I think it's Warner's. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I'm so confused at who did yeah. what. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It can't be like Warner Brothers because they had Batman in there. Yeah, it was yeah, Warner Brothers. Yeah, okay. yeah, it was Warner Brothers because it had Batman and also Speed Racer because I guess they still have the license to Speed Racer after that film bombed. Yeah. Oh man, that movie was cool. I wish. Yeah. That, I saw that in IMAX. And blew my mind. I was like, this is amazing. How can people not want to see this? Yeah, it's all the colors. Um, I'm sure people... But is it as good as the Smurfs movie? I don't think so. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of of that, though, I think they're rebooting it already. 
what which Re- one rebooting Smurfs the Smurfs? Or? yeah i think but it's going to be all cgi and it's not going to be like the super realistic with like you can see their pores see well, the, the smurfs make a lot of money in in scandinavia the smurfs are like a big thing and that's like how those movies made a lot of their mo- money is scandinavia really yeah no that- it's like in it? in Scandinavia, two of the biggest cartoon characters are like the Smurfs and Donald Duck car- comic books. Like mm. for real, it's really strange. Didn't they like paint a town in Scandinavia all blue for promotion? Is this maybe? I don't know. I didn't hear that. Is it was this, some town? Is this the same country that worships that girl mouse? There's a cult of people who worship, uh, I think it was Gadget from Rescue Rangers. Yeah. Wait, wait the Chip and Dale show? Yep. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Here, let me Google it. I didn't, I had never heard of that. That's the crate. I mean, I used to love Chip and Dale. I haven't watched that in forever. <laughs> me too. Sometimes every, like, people who got, like, fired or their show canceled go to Sony. That means we're going to get a Johnny Test CGI movie made by Sony. Anyone? Please, no. High five, anyone? Let's see. Russian cult worships female cartoon character. This is where I belong. Why does it have to say female cartoon character? What's up with that? I think it makes it extra creepy, I guess. Oh, like okay. they want a sexual desire for this cartoon. It's just she's such a weird character to pick. Like, oh man, and these people look like they would have a cult around her. Like, look at what? some of these people. Why, why not? Look. Why this character? Why not Scrooge or uh, the pilot from a, from a, what's, what's that show with the bear? Why not Zipper? He's adorable. Oh, uh, Tailspin. Yeah, Tailspin. That ridic- that spin off of the Jungle Book that has nothing to do with the Jungle Book. I like this. The One of the pictures is this guy next to, they have this, <laughs> this banner of her, of Gadget, and this guy's playing the guitar, and I imagine he's singing like their hymn, they, they, <laughs> their cult hymn. They sing about Gadget for Rescue Rangers in Russia. Oh, he's like, he's like, yes, I am going to play this song for our great gadget hack wrench. This is <laughs> this is for Chippendales, the NES video game. <laughs> oh, I bet they play that. They they have to play that. They yeah. sing songs about how they want to have sex with Gadget. It's like the greatest character on Rescue Rangers. Wait, as you as you go down, this gets like creepier and creepier. Like they're in the snow with torches. I'm not. For anyone who's just listening to this, I'm I'm really not exaggerating anything. They're in the snow with torches, with a banner of her, and then there's a picture of them holding up the torches with a banner of Gadget from Rescue Rangers, and they're kneeled and oh my god. Is there an are there like there's no animal sacrifice. Is this gonna get worse as I go down? They're gonna cut open a rat. I don't wanna read this article because I, I would like to sleep tonight. 
I'm gonna link link this stuff in the description. But it is gonna cut open a, an actual rat or whatever these things are, and just throw the organs at the poster. This of is that character. this is why people think we're at the end of days because of cults like that. That is. I like to imagine like this cult was made up as a joke, but then people took it seriously. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it went way too far, and like the guy who thought it was a joke like tries to avoid them like oh my god i can't believe they f-. like he just wrote a bunch of funny crap on a piece of paper and then a month later he goes wait you guys got that was a joke right <laughs> nope and he actually got people worshiping this thing they're like so do you want to hold a torch or i like how in this picture of the torches they all have like they're not even like makeshift torches like you see in an angry mob they're like garden torches you buy at like, home depot yeah like tiki torches <laughs> like <laughs> Well, you know, in in respect, I bet if Gadget had a cult, she would ask them to have tiki torches. So I think they were just being respectful of their weird god. Right, we could we could start our own cult with a female character like Raven. I think that could work. But wasn't Gadget okay? So she was in Rescue Rangers, but wasn't there a character that looked almost exactly like her in Tailspin? Just like how Hanna Barbera made like fifty eight different Scooby Doo's and stuff. <laughs> no, but I know the guy from like. From Darkwing Duck is in there. Oh, pi- Crash Pilot? Crash P- What was that guy's name? Uh, oh, yeah. He was in... The guy Crash Pad from DuckTales was in Darkwing uh, Crash McQuack or something? Yeah, he's like, the, he's like the Jane Silent Bob of the series. He just appears everywhere in that universe. I don't know. How did we get on? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Crossovers. Uh, what do you guys think that's, a, that's a crossover into creepiness. <laughs> yeah. Okay, back to freaking crossovers. Uh, the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour, where Jimmy Neutron and uh, Timmy Turner unite at last. Leading into the hit video game. There was a video game? <sighs> Nicktoons Unite. <laughs> that doesn't, that's not canon. I, that is not It is canon. so canon. They reference the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour in the game. Damn it. It's like the uh, Zelda timeline. <laughs> but what's cool about this crossover is that they switch art styles. Jimmy Neutron's two-dimensional now, and uh, Timmy Turner is in 3D. Yeah, and it looks awful. Yeah, they they both look awful. But I liked when uh, Jimmy first went into Timmy Turner's world and like he was completely flat that he fell over <laughs> as a cardboard cutout. <laughs> it, that joke works extra well because like Butch Hartman's style is very flat. Like these characters do not work in 3D because I have the video game of of uh, the Timmy Turner video game. I don't know which one. Yeah, yeah they, they're all cell shaded, but it still looks garbage. Yeah, although the game was pretty good, but the, the cell shading was gar- yeah, terrible. They did not work in 3D. Cell, cell shading did not get good until the uh, last generation was 7th generation, right? PS3, yeah. Xbox. Yeah, I don't know. But Wind Waker is the best looking cell shading game ever, I think. Mm, yeah. I, no, I think the Naruto Shippuden um, games look really good. I don't think that, though it doesn't exist. Yeah, that don't count. Naruto doesn't exist. Naruto's ending in five weeks or something. Oh, yeah. like. Naruto is going to end in five weeks. The manga series, which I didn't know was still going. And also Bleach is going to end the TV series on Toonami. It's going to end this November, I believe. And it's going to be replaced with Dragon Ball Kai. God, we, we're done with the news. So here's three more news bulletins. <laughs> yeah, it's over. <laughs> Anime's gone. Oh, oh, I forgot one news bulletin. I forgot one news bulletin. Hatsune Miku was on Letterman. Oh, yeah. That was, that was amazing. 
That was bizarre because, like, of all the late night shows, his probably appeals least to people who actually know who she is. Like, these poor grandmothers watching Letterman are just like, what the fuck is this Japanese crap? I feel like he had her on because he thought it was funny, not because he, like, he he likes bizarre kind of bits and stuff like that. So it was kind of within his wheelhouse, but it felt a little strange. Like, it probably should have been on Jimmy Fallon. Like, she could have played with the roots. <laughs> yeah, you could tell David Letterman was just so bewildered. Like what am I? What is this? Is this what the kids are into? I feel like this—that's the show where he went. Yeah, it's probably a good thing the show is ending. You know, I don't <laughs> care at this point. But bring in a cartoon character to perform. Whatever. Bring uh, it, in. It could have been better shot. It was like kind of like they didn't really know how to shoot her. Kind of. They just kept the camera. Wasn't really moving around as much as it usually is for a musical guest. <laughs> yeah. Let me explain for anyone who doesn't know. Hatsune Miku is a cartoon character singer. She she has no real voice actor. She's a... People type in lyrics and she sings. I explained it in the uh, top 10 animated bands video. But it, it's she, there was no person on stage except for her performers. But Hatsune Miku herself was there as a hologram projected on a piece of glass. Why can't they make gorillas? Yeah, I think they... I'm sure they had gorillas at one point on there. Speak. Somewhere. Speaking of, though, what was the song in English or was it in Japanese? <laughs> That's what I keep hearing. Like, nobody knows. I thought it was in Japanese, wasn't it? I, thought I didn't so. understand what they were singing. But I, I heard somebody on Tumblr saying, oh, look, this English is horrible. Ooh. I don't even remember what song they were singing, but I just know a lot of people hated it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was kind of most people had never heard of her before that. So it was just to them, I think, bizarre. You know, it wasn't like a great introduction. Yeah, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, people on Twitter were just like, why is there a cartoon character on uh, the on Letterman? <laughs> no one knew how to respond to this. Why didn't Letterman, like, do a little bit with her before she started singing? Yeah, I think it, they're, they're trying to bring uh, Hatsune Miku to America. Like, I remember a few, like, a year ago, they were trying to introduce her with, like, Toyota commercials. Yeah, they um did they brought over a rhythm video game, which I'm still wanting to buy because her songs were catchy as shit. Like it's they're they're just trying to shove Hatsune Miku here, and it's like, come on, God, come on, America, look at this thing. It's a cartoon character. It sings. Don't you want this? And nobody seems to want it. Though. Only anime people and normal people are just like, what is this? So that was the greatest crossover ever. Hello, everyone. I'm Scott, president of Domino's Pizza. Have you heard of Hatsune Miku? Today, I'd like to announce a new collaborative project featuring Hatsune Miku. Domino's app featuring Hatsune Miku. Hatsune Miku exists in a software called Vocaloid. Vocaloid enables you to produce songs. A character named Hatsune Miku sings the songs you create. On to the next news report. What? No, I want to like, I'm going to edit this in so... So it all makes sense. It's gonna oh, be a mess to edit. oh, so we have to be we have to be in canon. So I can't ref- we can't refer to things we already have talked about. Fuck it, just leave it in here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who cares? It's all ruined. <laughs> it's a mess at this point. The Who continuity cares? is completely all over. This will be like the Pulp Fiction episode, and people will have to listen to it three or four times, and then they'll be like, "Oh, I kind of get what he was saying now." No, we got to take it to memento levels. We got to cut up. This, thing this will be to... backwards. Yeah, this will be. Backwards. Is this the news will be at the beginning, at the end, and the wait, wait, does that? Yeah, and the Family Guy part will be at the 
beginning or the let's see how let's see how dedicated people are to watch this over and over until they finally understand <laughs> it just like memento okay I mean, that's a lot of editing if you want to if if you want to commit to that put it I'm back do it speed it up yeah what other crossovers uh wait i thought this was the news oh this is <laughs> whatever it's an it's an editing mess i thought this was in cnn we don't know what's going on anymore the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour two. Other news, other news. That Pharrell, that guy with the stupid hat, he he did a song about anime. What's his song? Well, he's liked he's liked anime for a while. He was going to do the Voltron movie score if that had happened. Like I think in ten years ago, he was talking about doing the music for the Voltron movie, but that Dang. never happened. Yeah, I Dang. I remember reading that he was going to do it, but the only cartoon thing he's really done is the Despicable Me movies he's done the scores yeah. but uh but, what was that song It was it called It Girl It For Girl real. the song that he made with the anime characters oh, oh that one that person that fucking creepo yeah <laughs> oh yeah it is called It Girl yeah look up Pharrell Williams It Girl it's just him basically playing like a Japanese dating sim and he's preying on all these like poss- most likely underage anime girls <laughs> oh man him and Kanye West I know are both big anime fans yeah, yeah Pharrell's like, into weeaboo animes and Kanye West is into Akira and cool animes like he I remember on his Twitter account he complained about someone's video of the top 10 anime movies and someone put Spirited Away and he was like all upset he was like now Spirited Away is good but it's not the best one and I was like whoa Kanye he was saying like Akira should have been there and like probably Kanye Con- I mean, for all we know, Kanye West could be a, could be watching this right now. And just fucking pissed off at what we we're, we're saying right now. That fucking pan pizza. Akira's overrated bullshit. Don't say that. <laughs> say things that'll piss off Kanye West. No, don't say that. He could be listening. I mean, I like Akira. No, I, no, I do too. I was just joking. Oh. <laughs> Akira's a really good film. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of the best animated action films of all time. And like, it's like a cult film i mean how many times have you seen like the motorcycle shot the one where the guy is skidding across and some uh, and a bunch of other animated tv shows reference that scene yeah they did that gif it was like everything was like didn't adventure time did it and ninja turtles and like all these different shows it looked that that's a cool like gif series where they show everyone yeah i mean if you watch like batman batman mask of phantasm there's some several shots ripped from there yeah there was every time i think of akira like the first time i saw it i had to tape it off the sci-fi channel like late at night wow. and then i woke up and i was before i went to school i was like okay i'm gonna see if this worked and i just watched the beginning and i got to the part where the motorcycle drives over that guy's arm and you hear it snap and i was like oh i know what i'm watching when i get home because i was like that was the coolest thing i'd ever you can never do that in a live action movie is like that the shots in that are insane like <laughs> yeah i mean there's no more you can't that, that was always the excitement like hoping like the, the vhs tape recorded what you wanted at night yeah it was always like i was always worried like or someone would change the channel or turn it off or something like that but but that's how you used to be have to get anime because to get if you were in middle school then you had to go to blockbuster and basically beg your parents and they'd be like, but this says you have to be over 18. And I go, no, mom, Totoro isn't an X-rated movie. It's about 
it's like a kid's movie and they're like but you're like 12 why do you want to watch a kid's you're like just never mind forget it i'll just tape it when it's on cartoon network or something <laughs> fuck this i'm waiting so i'm like, waiting for it airs on tv hopefully one day like now it's like so much easier that you can just find a torrent or something but then like you had to like basically beg and plead i remember my cousin used to tape over like adult swim in like 2001 and it was just a tape of several days worth of like uh, Aqua Teen and Trigun and Cowboy Bebop and it was like damn this anime's hardcore yeah that used to be that's the thing that I, I haven't watched as much anime as I used to because when I used to watch it as a kid it would be violent and then it became like I guess androgynous and like gothy and all this stuff. Like, I just can't like, I used to just, I used to watch it cause you'd be like, Whoa, I can't believe they're getting away with this. And then it became like, Oh, I can't believe they're getting away with this. But I'm, I'm a little out of it currently. So that might not be a justified opinion. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of moe animes that can, that really uh, float to the surface. Like, okay. You know, that thing about, uh, the create, what's his name? Uh, Miyazaki saying, I fucking hate weeaboos and otakus. Yeah, because that's what's selling in Japan mostly. Just all these merchandise based on like moe animes, like pillows and things meant to sell merchandise. Like he just wants to tell a good story, not not this stuff. I think it's because him and Takahata are like so much into pushing the medium forward that anytime they see stuff like that, they have like an adverse reaction to it. Because they're like, oh, man, I, I did, you know, we did Grave of the Fireflies. We've done stuff no one, you know, people wouldn't think an animated movie could cover. And then you're doing this. Damn I it. I didn't die for this. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but, I mean, you know, they shouldn't be so anti. I don't know, sometimes I feel like he's like the old man who's like, like, oh, I don't like this 3D animation. Get away. Damn these kids and their love pillows. <laughs> what did they what happened to real women? Yeah, I think yeah, I think uh, Hayao Miyazaki is a little bit too jaded, but that's just me. I don't know. We don't know what's going on over there exactly, but well, well, I can nothing see how, right now. I mean, I'm sure he's just he's very mad that these things are the things that sell the most and it's kind of hurting the anime industry when people want when they're trying to make money and just everyone's trying to pirate that. their stuff. It's about it's more about merchandising rights. Oh. That's that's what it is about, I guess. Well, that's funny because uh, I I believe Studio Ghibli kind of were saved financially by Totoro dolls in the early nineties. So, <laughs> uh oh, it's a little ironic, a little yeah. hypocritical, as it were. Yeah, I don't know. It's complicated. What was that? Were there any major anime crossovers? I don't think Naruto. So. Uh... One Piece and no, that was Dragon Ball, Toriko, and uh, One Piece. Wasn't there a crossover video game that's coming out? It's like a fighting game. Yeah, that's already out. What? And it's not in America. Just like Imagination Land, that South Park count. <laughs> well, there were knockoffs of crossover oh. characters. No, I saw Wario. This flat out Wario in the background. Yeah. I saw him. He was in the background. That counts or something. I mean, I know Imagination Land was going to be a theatrical movie, but they just made it a special. Yeah. Because I just didn't feel like it, I guess. Uh, I do remember uh, Martin Mystery and Totally Spies crossing over. The problem nope. with that is that never came to America because Cartoon Network had Totally Spies and Nickelodeon had Martin Mystery, so they could never sh- air the crossover. Huh. Two French animes combined at last. <laughs> 
What crossovers do you want to see, you guys? Well, a lot of people keep requesting for, like, uh, Adventure Time meets regular show, but Pendleton Ward says, not going to do it. No crossovers unless it's a t-shirt. Regular show should only cross over with something like Gumball. I think Adventure Time, it wouldn't really work. Like, Gumball could because you have so many different character designs, so it wouldn't seem too, too out there. But, you know. Um, problem solvers in Secret Mountain Fort. Awesome. No. <laughs> the lowest ratings possible. Or you could do you could do Gravity Falls and Wander Over Yonder. That would probably make sense. Yeah. Oh, wait, that reminds me. They're, they were going to make a Gravity Falls episode where they go into Labyrinth with David Bowie. They, why, why didn't they do that? Uh, apparently, Disney thought none of the kids would get it or something, but... Well, uh, well, <laughs> but, yeah, because that's why they're doing the Shaun of the Dead crossover with Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was isn't that just one scene or? Well, I think so. I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, maybe if they, t- I guess if they tailor made the episode of Gravity Falls so any normal person can understand it, that's that's how they can get away with doing a labyrinth episode. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that because like they think kids are not going to get it or something like that. And a- Alex Hirsch really wants to see that. I mean, if they, I think they probably could, because aren't they? Didn't it come out recently? They're doing a sequel to Labyrinth. Oh, I didn't know that. But they, all, I don't know. They've talked about that so many times. Like, who knows? Yeah. But doesn't I don't know if Disney owns the rights to that because they own Muppets and some stuff. But that might be Henson, so it might have actually just been a rights issue thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't know anyone who works on Gravity Falls. So yeah, I mean. Basically, what it was going to be about is Mabel, like, I guess, falling in love with uh, David Bowie's character and <laughs> Dipper's being, like, very paranoid of, I think, goblins or something. Oh, that, that could work. I'm, I'm a little sick of the Mabel falls in love with stuff plotline. They, like, overdid it in the first season. Like, I kind of, I kind of, I don't know. It's like, I, I would like a season without Mabel falling in love with anything but the pig. Oh yeah. Well, oh, wait, I, I remember. I was only saw the first episode of Gravity Falls, and even I'm sick of it. <laughs> How dare you? No, no, I meant of the love thing with Mabel. I like Gravity Falls, and I, I just haven't seen much of it. I remember this other crossover involving Disney. It's when uh, Lilo and Stitch crossed over with Recess, American Dragon, The Proud Family. Kim Possible. Kim Possible. And the, w- the weird thing is that Kim, like, Kim Possible stayed in her own art style. Everyone else stayed in their own art style when they went into uh, uh, Hawaii with Lilo and Stitch. Did that the Raven uh, crossover? <laughs> no, but that'd be weird if they bring in a live action person oh! in there. Oh shit! Oh, you guys yeah. just reminded me of something. The best sorry. Song, Raven, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. You guys just made me. I'm sorry. I know I sounded like I just passed a kidney stone, but Jesse, the live action um, comedy oh. show on Disney, is crossing over with Ultimate Spider-Man. The crossover I was waiting for. Exactly. I mean, I remember back when Disney bought out Marvel. Like people were joking, like. Is the Jonas Brothers going to be on the X-Men now? But here, that's that kind of thing actually happened. The sitcom Jesse jumps into Spider-Man's world and they unleash like a some witch lady after a thousand years of being encased. 
I, that, that aired yesterday, and I was like, this is a thing? Wait, did the Jesse episode already air? Yeah, I watched that yesterday, and I was like, who asked for this? How was it? <laughs> it was it was an episode. It was like, why? <laughs> there, there, there were like, these aren't these characters just in like a sitcom, of a family sitcom that don't really have any special powers or anything? I mean, sitcoms have always crossed over, but with a cartoon, it's just like, I don't know why, how that would work, like. Was Urkel in a crossover cartoon? He, well, he was in a crossover with, he was in a jetpack and he flew out of Family Matters and landed in Step by Step. <laughs> it's a fucking jetpack now? Well, I think Urkel did so many different weird things where, like, he... But wasn't it by the end, the last episode is him in space with Carl. And if you like, I, that would be a good one, like, watch the first Family Matters and watch the last one, and it won't make any sense. Like, how did this show go from this family comedy that doesn't even have Urkel in it to being entirely about Urkel in space? I think there was, there was that Key and Peele sketch about it recently, about how Urkel was so big and he's, like, threatening uh, Carl Winslow with mind powers. <laughs> I need to see that. But, yeah, they just found this one character that became really successful and they just took off with it, kind of like uh, Gurr with Invader Zim. <laughs> yeah. Except they canceled the show before Gurr could take over. No, Urkel, that show went on for, like, ten seasons and wound up on a different network. I mean, Family Matters would not die. <laughs> but Urkel will live on. Yeah. He'll never go away. Oh, no one will BRB. Uh-oh. Hang on. Let me, uh, I guess we should take a break. Let me get water. Okay, now. So, okay, let's just pretend this never happened. We lost okay. some recordings. Oh, my God. Pan, you fuck Ben up. 10 and Generator Rex. Remember that crossover that we talked about that we didn't we forgot to record no let's talk about the roger rapid one yeah roger <laughs> Ra yeah let's talk about the greatest crossover ever the one with the real life human and his rabbit partner in a cartoon world space jam no we talked about that the second time yeah this joke doesn't really wears off after the third one it wasn't that good in the first place yes roger rabbit i heard i don't know if this is true or not but Ro Mickey Mouse and that other guy, Bugs Bunny. Donald, no, Bugs Bunny. Had, I keep forgetting his name. Bugs Bunny. Are you serious? Had to be on screen for the same amount of time, same amount, the same frames. And that's the only way they would have done the crossover if they had the same amount of frames on screen. Well, I think they were nervous. Warners was nervous because it was released by, uh, by, by uh, Bueno Vista. Bueno Vista. Bueno Vista, because um, that's how you're supposed to say it, I think. Um, and uh, <laughs> so they were nervous that their characters wouldn't get good slots. And But, I mean, they're kind of right because it was mainly Disney characters throughout it. It's mm -hmm. like Betty Boop and um, I think Coco the Clown has a small cameo at the end. But it's really largely Disney characters. And even the Donald Duck and Daffy um, sequence, they needed to make sure they're both on screen equal amounts of time, you know, but they didn't do there's a lot of classic cartoon characters who aren't in it. No Hanna-Barbera. Was Tom and Jerry in it? No. I don't think so, no. no. I mean, it's kind of, oh, yeah. They, I mean, Disney's kind of like that. They like to pretend that 
they basically created animation and stuff. So it's kind of not surprising that they would do something like that to be like Toonland is pretty much everything we've done and everything else doesn't count. <laughs> Disney's a bunch of selfish assholes. Yeah. I, I mean, they, t- they tell people Snow White's the first animated movie and it's like not, you know, but it's like, it's better for them because they're like, look how powerful we are. We created all this stuff. Isn't it like we the first theatrical this. animated movie or something or is what? Is it the first like theatrical standalone animated movie? Like it wasn't a short released in front of other movies. No, there are other ones. There weren't too many, but it was the first like really financially successful one. And I think it was the first color one. Okay. Well, then. I mean, it was still like a change. first. It was still a first, but it wasn't like the first. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I think Disney has the power to change history. Like, no, they can change the history books and no one will tell the difference. That They what? usually get away with well, it. I mean, you know? Well, m- mostly because their empire is fucking humongous. They have news networks, networks and sports networks. They yeah. control the media, basically. Well, I mean, the biggest thing they control is like, if you ask anyone who created Mickey Mouse, they're not going to say, oh, Biworks. They're going to say Walt Disney. And that's like the biggest fuck you, I think. Yeah, I think they stole Mickey Mouse from Jack Kirby, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and no one will ever know. I didn't even know this. I'm learning that right now. <laughs> no, we're just we're just making it up because no, but they, they they did steal it from of iWorks, but they didn't. Yeah, there, there was actually this. Uh, there's this show on uh, Comedy Central called Drunk History where they talk about the history of uh, Mickey Mouse, and it was by I, what was his name? He had a stupid name. Who the guy? Stupid. I don't know. Stupid the name. Guy. Some other guy cr- helped create Mickey Mouse or something, oh. but his name's of iWorks. Oh, by works, yeah. He, he was he was crazy because he literally the first three were pretty much primarily just animated by this one guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you should check out the first three Mickey Mouse shorts are like pretty cool because they're like he's not the safe Mickey Mouse we know now. So I'm sorry, we're like way off Roger Rabbit at this point. Was the first one Steamboat Willie or were those lies? Uh, well, it can, it's a little confusing, but Steamboat Willie was the third one made, but the first one released. So and it's but Steamboat Willie is the first cartoon with synchronized sound. Yeah. So, since okay, so the other ones were unreleased until later, but well, they were like someone they put out Steamboat Willie and it was huge, and then they're like, oh wait, we have these other cartoons, and let's just put sound in them, and then they kept you know they kept the brand going. Yeah, that reminds me, like someone was contacting me through Tumblr, and this guy would had leaked a bunch of stuff for this pre this Roger Rabbit movie that was gonna. Like the prototype of Roger Rabbit's before, oh, yeah. like oh, before. I I heard about that with Paul Rubens was the voice of Mickey Mouse. Of sorry, of Roger Rabbit. Yeah, he was involved because they were. It was in development for like ten years. Yeah, it was a completely different movie before. But yeah, I got to talk. I really got to talk to that person and see what else he has leaked. I mean, well, that thing like leaked like publicly. I thought that was like, or he leaked it himself, or well, I don't know. This person's telling me that he has. Con- he worked on the Thief and the Cobbler recobbled edition, and uh, uh-huh. he just had these connections to people who had all this resources of unreleased movies. And I'm just really fascinated by any unreleased animated projects. Yeah. I think that's a, that's all the crossovers we have to say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we've yeah. been going on for the two hours. Yeah, let's uh let's get into the questions. Oh boy. Anybody understand what this duck is saying? 
I've worked with a lot of wise quackers, but you are despicable. This is the last time I work with someone with a speech impediment. If anyone has any questions, put them in the comments below. Also, do we still need topics? Oh, yeah, if anyone has any ideas for topics, throw them in. But I guess next week we'll talk about uh, Halloween specials or whatever. Oh, yeah, I, I wanted to do a Halloween podcast for sure. Yeah, let me read this first. It's not a question, but Braxton Nunjo says, I want to thank you guys. I'm in the hospital and you guys call me down and help me get through my surgery. Aw. Uh, that's yay. nice. Very, I, like, oh, I like his screen name. That's a cool screen name. Yeah, Braxton the Joe. I hope you're feeling better, man. Yellow. Awesome. I can't yeah, believe better. that. Yep. From all Feel of like... us at the Pizza Party Podcast. Not me. Fuck you, Pan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Next one. Philip Matthew. What do you guys think of smut art? From tasteful to downright nasty. All of them are great. Next well, question. Well, I draw it, so. Yeah. Well, I would never draw smut, cartoon smut, or associate myself with anyone oh. who does that. I don't know what anyone's talking <laughs> uh, about. Oh. Phantom Blacklist. Uh-oh. Let me just pull that blog up. Dude, my art blog. No, no, I had an art blog called Nachos Rule 69 where I posted all my smut, but I realized, yeah, maybe this is not a good idea. Maybe I should keep this hidden. I remember when I remember when you first started Phantom Blacklist and you would post fan art and be like, hey, check out this really cool place called Rebel Taxi. He's a cool reviewer. <laughs> or I pretended it was someone else, like like the Drizzle. Yeah. Who is the Drizzle? Yeah. It in in other news, Pan is a giant fucking loser. Yeah. But going going back to that question. Bruce Tim draws smut art and a lot of people at Titmouse, I think. I forget who exactly. But if, it, if Bruce Tim does it, he has this book called Naughty or Nice. And it's in the same style of Batman, the animated series, but it's a bunch of pinup drawings. So if Bruce Tim does it, it's totally okay. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, he draws porn of Harley and Joker. I've seen it. It happened. <laughs> he created Harley Quinn. He got his OC on on, on TV. So <laughs> What about you, Jeff? Like, do you what? draw spot? Uh, no, I can barely draw, so... Uh, a likely excuse. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I was younger, it was like, I can't draw hot chicks, what am I gonna do? And here I am, it's like, yes, I can draw my own waifus. Loser. Next question. Yeah, let's see. Nick Montioa, question for the podcast. If you could kill off any character from a cartoon, who would you kill? And what would you guys call your favorite... Oh, wait, let's answer the first question first. Benny from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Be you mean a Bendy? Oh, yeah, Bendy, yeah. Yeah, he's an asshole. And Finn from Adventure Time. There are so many to pick. I can't... <laughs> I think I would kill any character that's, like, the media in a cartoon, like uh, J. Jonah Jameson. I, I just, like... Uh, I can't pick one. <laughs> Maybe like all of Family Guy. Can you do that? Is that breaking the rules? <laughs> well, who's gonna who's I, gonna take over Family Guy? Well, I was. Uh, I was it thinking, can just be. It can just be shots now, of the I, sets. I was thinking of saying <laughs> that, but I didn't want it to be too obvious. Yeah, I guess I guess the shots of sets could work. It could be like one of those like Christmas DVDs where it's just like a roasting fire. It's like it's just footage of a roasting fire. I mean, they could keep. They could keep the music. 
and that's and they they could still be cutaways, which would make even less sense. But, oh, they'd be cutaways of other places. Like like. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, cutaways of other places. I feel I want to kill the bratty arc, the little bratty character archetype. Just like take them and like pump them off the side of a building, watch them go. Like that kid from King of the Hill, the one, the rod and old bones. That kid who messed with Hank. Yeah, I hate that kid. Yeah, that that one kid. Or Angelica from Rugrats. Eh, Angelica's not so bad. I kind of wanted her to succeed. No, Pam, you idiot. You don't understand. Like it's like I'm tired of the bro- of the those babies winning all the time. Let let Angelica win and defeat them. <sighs> oh wait, I remember they Angelica did kind of win. It was that episode of the Rugrats where they all pretended to be superheroes and they they defeated her. But at the very end, it, they just show that they were just playing making pretend. But at the end of the episode, they zoomed out outside the house and you see robot Angelica still there as a giant over the house. And at the very last frame, she strikes lightning onto the house. And that's where she won. She finally won. She must be stopped. Wait, he won in one episode? Yeah, apparently. I I, I guess that counts. This is terrorism on a grand scale and we must stop it. Yeah, oh, no, we should have we should have talked about the Ariel Monsters Rugrats crossover. Oh yeah, I don't know if I remember that. Yeah, I just know that uh, the Rugrats went into a haunted house and the and they just like opened the door and there's the Ariel Monsters right there. Yeah, five seconds of cross. What's weird is that when they opened the door, the Ariel Monsters, I think they were on the TV screen, was the Rugrats and what they were oh, doing. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was a weird meta moment. Yeah. But I, I remember they just made friends with the Ariel monsters and Angelica came out saying, OK, if you guys don't listen to me, I'm going to call up all these monsters. But eventually all these all the Ariel monsters just ganged up on her and they, they just scared her out. Oh, I thought they killed her. No, but that could have been interesting if they just ate her. Why did the Red Rat uh, crossover with Rocket Power? What? Oh, the cast of Rocket Power. I want to kill the cast of Rocket Power. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with that. With the I don't. That would be Otto needs to die. Otto, <laughs> we need to kill Otto in the most gruesome way possible. That little bastard. Does anyone even at this point? Does anyone even like Rocket Power outside of the nostalgia factor? Like, no. It seems like a show everyone hates. Even '90s kids hate that show. Because the show was stupid. It was so extreme. Oh, that reminds me of this new this. Thing I saw earlier today, it was apparently uh, was Guillermo del Toro of Pan's Labyrinth and uh, Pacific Rim Hellboy was going to do a Disney movie of the the frog and the toad, I think. Mm-hmm. When, and he refused to do it. You know why? It's because they wanted him to put have the frog skateboard and do radical phrases and stuff. <laughs> this was 2003. They wanted him to be more poochy. Yeah, like this is what happened. This is what happened after the X Games and Tony Hawk became popular. This was his fault. I really hope in the, in in the meeting the executive went like, "Now, what if we made this more Poochie? Like, this isn't Poochie enough. Just think of Poochie. That's what we want to do, but not ironic." Yeah, we got to bring. We got to have Tony Hawk voice the frog. This will the only way it'll work. <laughs> Sabotage was a huge success. We need to have this happen. Yeah, I mean that's the main reason why in Tarzan it look he's designed to look like he's a uh, uh, surfing on the vines, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Which actually, that actually worked, but I don't know if giving a, a frog a skateboard is a good idea. Oh, yeah, the Tarzan did do that, and that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite part of the whole movie. Although his feet must be tearless beyond belief. <laughs> yeah, Tar- he, he has Flintstones feet where he can just, like, where his feet have adapted to, like, being scratched by glass. Uh, never mind, I was going for a joke, and then I totally lost it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in, but any characters we want dead... Who's there to kill? Rock Power, uh, Finn. Danny Phantom's dead. They killed him. But he'd have... Okay, yeah. He's okay, technically that's... dead. We should kill Casper. Kill him again. <laughs> yeah. Kill Casper, see what happens. I was kill like, Casper. what was the, the Simpsons theory that Richie Rich killed himself and became Casper? <laughs> oh, yeah. Kids, could you please lighten up? <laughs> I love that. I, I was like, that's the best theory i've ever heard i hope that's yeah. true that should simpsons be cre- they should, that should be canon that should be canon simpsons created a fan theory they did it they were the first ones to make a fan theory of purgatory and stuff Simpson did everything at a netties in purgatory don't listen to pan <laughs> <laughs> oh and so this person's question is also also what do you guys call your favorite classic cartoon as in before 1990 simpsons uh Favorite? Nah, that's a generic question. Fuck it. Simpsons is like a year before ninety, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Hmm. Um, okay. Well, like, like how 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 old is too old? I guess with the classic. I I love like early Felix the Cat, like the silent stuff, because it's just really bizarre. It's kind of yeah. like regular show, and that it gets weirder and weirder, <laughs> and just keeps. But it's way more extreme and surreal. And then, like you know, I don't know. Looney Tunes, like the classic stuff. Um, regular show should yeah. end. Regular show should end. It's gone on. It's like I love that show, like a little too much than it deserves. But like it's it's kind of gone past. You know, it's yeah. like when I watched a, a season one episode and I was like, oh man, I didn't realize how bad it's gotten until you watch one of the first ones. You're like, oh, it's very formulaic. A lot of the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the same format over and over again. It's like Adventure Time and the other shows on Cartoon Network change. Uh, they don't do the exact same format every episode. In regular show, it's always like, oh, we need to set up the chairs, and suddenly they're fighting a robot video game monster, and that's like every episode. Yeah. It's like, hey, let's enter this contest and make sure no one knows that we fucked up. That that's happened too many times. Like, if they changed it one season, I would really at least respect them for trying, you know? Although I do like when they actually develop a plot that's going on, I guess. No, I liked when they got rid of Margaret. That was kind of interesting, but... I'm happy because Margaret was boring. You know how I want to see the show end is the... Mordecai mentioned that he went to art school, so I kind of want him to, like, go to art school, make an animated short, and then end up in Cartoon Network, and it just becomes a real meta self-insert of J.G. Quintel. I always thought he was because JG he he voices Mordecai. I always thought he Mordecai represents him, but who knows? Yeah, I mean that's how I want it to end. Like if it's if it's that much of a self insert, that'll be pretty cool. Oh, what's the next? Oh, sorry. One last question. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hannah Blue Panda, Pan. What do you think of a legally blind disabled animator in the industry? Do you think it's possible slash ironic? Well, like, well, I don't think wait, legally blind doesn't mean all the way blind, right? Yeah, uh, like, I don't think so. Like when people think blind, they think like it's all black, but like I think it's just really blurry and really hard to see and shit. 
Yeah, like I mean, if you can draw, if you can draw and make stuff on time, I don't don't see why that would be a problem. I mean, John Callahan uh, was got into an accident, a car accident, and then he could barely draw with his hands, and he could st- and he still ma- end up ended up making Pelswick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you could yeah. theoretically do it. You know, as long as you can. I mean, if you can make animation, why? What's what? Why wouldn't you be able to? Just maybe don't tell them that in the interview. But um, <laughs> that might, unless she misspelled that and she's legally blonde. In that case, I think she's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Beethoven was deaf, so why not a legally blind animator? Yeah, why? I mean, I I don't know. I feel like it would work. I don't know how bad their medical condition is, but. As long as you can, if you're good, why why wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, I know some write someone who who's writing, I don't know, has a writing disability. I don't know what it is exactly, but he's very close to getting into the industry. He was interning for a uh, at the time of Adventure Time and stuff. Ooh, so it's possible, you know, you can do it. Ooh, are you uh, okay? I guess that's all for the questions. Is that all? Should we that was sign all off? Questions? Oh, unless you want more. You know, do, anyone one more? I was like, um, could do one or two more. I'm fine. fine. Yeah, if there was another one. Med- Metasonic five four three. What would your guys' final smash be? Um. Oh, give me a minute. <laughs> I need to think. Lego fucking. Wait. Fi- yeah, what probably. Is- sure. Why not? <laughs> Wait. What's final? Sm- what does that mean? Do you know Smash Bros? In Super Smash Brothers, when you activate your special attack and. It's supposed to be like the screen wiping, killing thing. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. The ultimate. <laughs> I didn't know that had a name. <laughs> <laughs> I I just call it Smash Balls. Whatever okay. those things were. Smash Balls. Why yeah, do they call pan, it? That's Pan's final Smash Smash Maybe Balls. It was like a <laughs> I had this idea for a show called The Dick Busters with Adam and Jamie, where it's like MythBusters, except every week Adam, like Adam, puts his dick on like a table, and he tells Jamie, "Ready, Jamie? Ready, Adam?" And they just get a sledgehammer and they just smash his balls on TV. Why would you do this? <laughs> is that wait? I, is that the first time you've said anything about dicks during this podcast? I this think episode? So. That's like has to be a record. Compared to the other two episodes here. I, like, oh, this yeah. is as far as I got in here. Someone should write that if there's, like, a Wikipedia. Be, like, the longest time without dicks. <laughs> two hours, 26 minutes as, without the editing. Yeah. This is how long I've been recording. Incredible. Yeah, I'm ready for I'm ready for a Dick Smashers the show. No, Dick Busters. I mean, it's a good name. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like a new, a new object to destroy, smash someone's balls. What about ball busters? That would be yeah, ball bust. <laughs> yeah, ball busters. I mean, I don't know. I guess they had to replace the uh, what, the the cast every so often because I don't know how many times you can bust them. <laughs> yeah, every week a new guys really want some fucking money, so they go up on there. All right, who's next? Well, I guess they can get like some criminals or something. Like this is their punishment. <laughs> Let's see. T- this week we get. Pedophiles. Who, let's see them get their dicks smashed right here on TV. Open. Like I think this that's, that could be a good future. Yeah. Special guest star the man. No, wait, the TV like movie man with the world's biggest balls. There's a real guy out there in this world to have two dicks. Is there really? Yes. yes. There's. I have the Reddit AMA right here. Wow, he did a Reddit AMA. People wanted to know more about this man. I am the guy with two penises, AMA. 
both are 100 percent functional animation podcast this is what we're talking about <laughs> god bless us all this is it does it work like the spread shot from contra where it goes two ways when he's peeing <laughs> <laughs> Like, what direction does it face? Well, there are pictures. I don't want, no. I'm not ready to see that. I learned my lesson with the weird Russian cult. <laughs> We've already gone into cults. We're not going into this. No. Damn. Well, would this be the end of the podcast? Are we all good here? Yeah, I think I so. Guess so. This I is guess. as low as we ever got. We didn't even answer what our smash, our, our final smash would be. Uh, Samus, I guess, because I'm a robot, I think, or whatever. Two dick yeah. master cannon. Yeah, See, I was, I was always Pikachu, so it would probably be Pikachu's. <laughs> I would assume you, I don't know, use your Sparks can or whatever you always carry. Yeah, well, oh, oh, it's like a per. See, I always did, I was really good at Pikachu. I would probably, yeah, I would like shake up the Sparks can and then throw it down and be like, boom, and everyone would fall off the screen. No, you get one of those, uh, you get some rock candies and, and put in the sparks and you throw it. Yeah. Like that one Simpsons episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like that idea. That would be cool. <laughs> that was the greatest episode ever. I, the oh, one man. with uh, Homer harassed a babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is yeah. the end. Who are you people? I wish, I, I wish we ended the podcast with the guy with two penises so it can end on the highest note. But <laughs> Yeah, we should have him guest star. Yeah, we'll message him. We'll message. I'll message yeah. him for you. <laughs> I don't know. He might be kind of busy since he has two penis. Yeah. <laughs> what, I mean, what else could he be doing with those things? He's, he's probably a busy guy. Jerking off the two dicks. Jerking off the two penises all day. There's so much more potential now in the world when he does that. Yeah, I have hope. But this just, is an American dream. I would just imagine like most people are typing with one hand, but what's he going to do? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, riding, it's like he's riding a bicycle. Life is hard for him. Yeah, this is the end. I guess my final final smash would be using a giant pizza cutter. I'm Pan Pizza. Who are you people? I'm Ian Cone Courtly. Uh, <laughs> Close enough. Me and Jim made the show called Knock Force is pretty bad. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> Who are you other people? Ken's throwing the shade today. Yeah. <laughs> What the fuck, Ken? <laughs> <laughs>